Meh. On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick may talk with a special guest, but if the Hollow Network fails them, fear not, they have plenty of Star Wars to spew. They have another quote from Kenobi actor Sung Kang to dissect, as it provides more insights into the character he plays. They'll also drop some Book of Boba Fett episode predictions based on the rumored titles leak. Of course, they'll talk about Quantic Dream in their rumored Star Wars video game. Matt will even bore you with his latest Darth Vader comic book story time to keep you in the know on the War of the Bounty Hunters miniseries. If anyone is still listening after that segment, the duo will dish on a new Mando art book and then kick off this week's fan segment, starting with responses to the question of the week. The show, as always, will wrap with this week's version of the top five Star Wars fan artist features. Punch it, Chewie. Everybody, welcome back to the Star Wars Time Show. That's right. If you're keeping score, we are up to EP180. Not to be confused with THX1138. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, 180 episodes from these two gas bags. How about that? And that, as Nick, Nick pointed out, that does not include all the years we wasted over on the Entertainment Buddha podcast network where we easily produce, I'd say, another 200 shows. So if I do some math, Nick, at this point in time, I believe you and I have put out over 5,000 episodes of the Star Wars Time Show. No, that tracks correctly. I mean, you're a college professor, so I know that you're good at this type of math. And I think Matt's right. 5,000 episodes is pretty on point. Yeah, so 180 here, and then the rest were over there. And guess what? It still doesn't matter because no one gives a shit. (laughs) Hey, but we're here. And and, and guess what, my friends? It's the first week in a long time that we actually have some new Star Wars content coming out that isn't just random shit that people are spraying over the walls of the internet speculating on Star Wars content coming out. There's some actual stuff coming out. And if you're on the live stream, we have, uh, you know, just kind of a uh, it's like a gallery of the reviews that have released. Uh, I'm guessing the embargo for Star Wars Visions popped up at 12 noon east today. And all of the Star Wars sites that people care about were allowed to release the reviews. Nick and I obviously could not because, um, you know, we suck and no one cares about us. And really the people that matter definitely don't care about us. And that is Lucasfilm PR (laughs) because last week, Nick, I don't know if you saw, but a lot of the other star Wars fan, YouTube channels and podcasts were like, Ooh, we got our screeners for visions and so excited. I can't wait to watch it. And I'm just sitting there going like, fuck you. I fucking hate your guts. I hope you die. I hope you choke on your copy of visions. Cause we didn't get any, not that we asked, (laughs) Um, but, but what's the point? Like, you know, we've got a nice little happy, family, but it is not a big enough family to really move the meter uh, in the uh, departments that count for PR people. So um, we will be giving our our impressions of Visions live on the show next week. I I, I hope to do some sort of uh, ranking system. I'm either going to do a video or just a post on the site. I'm leaning towards site posts because 
Uh, I mean, honestly, our, our videos go nowhere on YouTube and it's just, it, it's starting to finally crack my armor of just one more post. It's going to happen. And, and now it's becoming quit wasting your fucking time, <laughs> you asshole. Uh, but either way, I, I, I plan to, and I know Nick plans to, um, because the, they're, they're going to be long enough that he can't do his, oh, I'll just watch it before the show um, stunt like he does for the, the, the shorter Star Wars content we've had, like Bad Batch and, and whatnot. Uh, but we, we plan to watch it. I, I, I'm hopefully going to get them all in tomorrow when they release, September 22nd. Uh, I know Nick will watch too, but next week we'll, we'll be doing a little segment on Visions. Uh, some sort of ranking system for the episodes and, and discussions on what worked and maybe what didn't. Uh, but uh, real, real quickly, Nick, just looking at some of the reviews. I mean, if you, like I said, if you're on the stream, you can see a cross section here. But I'll just read, you know, some of some of the titles. The Verge Visions is the most exciting Star Wars has been in a long time. CNN Star Wars Visions brings George Lucas's galaxy full circle in striking anime shorts. Yahoo Star Wars Visions's review Anime series is one of the franchise's best titles in a decade. CNET Star Wars Visions review a galaxy far far away goes anime and it's beautiful. And the last one I'll read, but I think everyone's kind of getting the, uh, the gist here. This comes from Forbes. Star Wars Visions finally breaks free from the Skywalker saga. So, Nick, it's safe to say, and I know there were some naysayers out there, not, not, probably not within our community, because, you know, we, we've got the best of the Star Wars fan assholes out there. But as you know these days, Star Wars fans are a bunch of cunts. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we saw it on some of our posts on Instagram and I'm sure you saw it on other people's posts on visions, but you had that crowd out there like, meh, meh, hello, it's more of this shit. Disney fucking it up. Kathleen Kennedy's a cunt. You know, that, that basically their same reaction to anything that Disney uh, announces and, you know, Nick, I'm sure we'll have the, oh, well, that's mainstream media, you suckers, you, you <laughs> libtards and all this shit, but come on. The show, the series seems like a hit. We'll know for sure I mean, tomorrow, but you're not going to get that much glowing praise across the board yeah, like if, it, uni if it blows. I mean, honestly, and I, I said this in a previous episode, like this is the, the most exciting or the most excited I've been for a Star Wars content release in a, in a while. I mean, since the, the beginning of the sequel trilogy and, and stuff like that, because it's like you said in, in, in one of the little blurbs, like, it's finally not what you're used to seeing. Yeah. Not, not only in a stylistic way, but also in a character-driven way. Like, even The Mandalorian, to a certain degree, is still within the bounds of what we know. You know, like, he, sure. he, he interacts with people that we know, and, and the storylines converge with people that I we mean, know. I mean, bro, they, they broke out the Luke Skywalker yeah, card, like, for like, Christ's you, sake. You can't, so. you can't say that, that The Mandalorian is completely devoid of uh, you know, the Skywalker It cheated there in the influence. end. It didn't need to, and, it and we all loved it, but they did cheat in the end. Yeah, but this is just so different, and it's, it's a fresh take, and it's the first time that we've had a truly fresh take on Star Wars in a very mm -hmm. long time. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. And I believe, Nick, that Boba Fett is the only crossover character that is going to make it into Visions. Because even, even Tem is voicing him. So I think it yeah. is the, the Boba Fett. Now, I, none of these are, are canon or should be taken as canon. I think that's pretty clear and, and obvious. But yeah, I mean, 
I would have loved to give our own impression because, you know, I've been on these airwaves. I don't read other reviews and, and I didn't. I just read the titles. I didn't go into why they felt that way. Uh, but I'm, I'm encouraged, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe the naysayers might take a peek now if their favorite site came out and said, "Ooh, it looks good. I don't know. Maybe we'll need Fox News to say it to get some of those types <laughs> to believe it. Uh, but I, I, I'm with you and I'm with probably most Star Wars fans. I've been eager for this. I've. I've had a feeling it was going to get this type of reaction. Uh, you know, we, we talked about its similarities to the the Halo anime shorts, to the Animatrix, and yep. how great those were. And it's like, well, then how could that in the Star Wars universe not be as good, if not better? And it sounds like it has achieved um, that level of, of success. So uh, they're they're dropping tomorrow. All right, nine twenty two for us us common Star yeah, Wars people. Commoners, yeah. And um, they're all going to release. It's the first time, I believe, that Disney is just going to dump a whole series at launch. And it's because they're shorts. But we, we have found out that the shorts do range in between 13 and 22 minutes. So nine episodes times 13 to 22. If you take the, the quotient of the cosine, <laughs> you're looking at at least two or three days of Star Wars content. Yeah. We're good at math here for sure. Just like, you know, right. 5,000 episodes, probably three days of content. Honestly, just you're use probably a little geometry, looking, Nick, and you can yeah. figure it out. You can just look at the angles the right way. It's, it's probably <laughs> close to two hours. You'll, you'll be around that two hour mark. So if you want to sit down and do a full binge mode, then it won't, it won't even be that bad. I mean, two hours worth of content is usually something that you can cover in one night. If you want to spread them out, you can probably do a few episodes over the next few days and, and what do you, are you binging it you there. think or are you gonna just kind of do a, a slow burn i'm gonna do a slow burn for sure um because most of the time so like here's how our our evening ritual goes um oh yeah you probably got to share a screen right or, or yeah. share tv time so yeah so like usually what we'll do is we'll we'll cook dinner we'll start cooking dinner around seven because we eat late Usually our dinners only take around 30 minutes to eat 30, to, I mean, 30 to 45 to cook. So we finish eating around 8.15 and then we sit down and we have family TV time. And recently that has been us watching uh, The Sopranos because Taylor's never seen it in its entirety and I haven't oh, seen shit. it in its entirety either. Just like, I, I watched it with my dad. Hold on. So Let that me get was, him back here. That was the the big thing for me. We're there. good. We'll get him back. I think that I it's just no big deal altogether. Oh no! <laughs> oh, he's loving this happens. Oh, hold on, he's calling in. Here we go. Yeah, we haven't had one of these in a while. Okay. Yeah. So I is he back? I'm back. So I told Matt before <laughs> I knew something was going to happen eventually. I told Matt before we went live, I was like, I just upgraded to Windows 11, so we'll see if anything breaks. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I'm glad I told What'd him. What did it do? You get like a, like a stealth Skype update in the middle of using Dude, Skype or something? Literally nothing. It just closed. It just closed. <laughs> <laughs> it just closed. Uh, oh, I was, Bill Gates, we love you. And it was like, <laughs> the good thing was I noticed it pretty quickly because my second screen has the Skype window ah. open and then it just, it went, boop. I was like, oh no. Uh, 
the, the screen froze on a, on a perfect uh, frame of your face. I mean, it looked like you were like, oh, like <laughs> you're either taking a massive shit or having a Darth Vader moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Sopranos, I was saying that Taylor's never seen it. I haven't seen it in a while. So we're watching that now. And then, oh, perfect time. That is, so is this all to line up with the, uh, what is it? The, the Many Saints, Saints or... of Newark. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we, we actually, we watched a few like gangster documentaries within the past few months. And like she was okay. Really that one on Netflix is it? Do you, did you watch that one on Netflix? Like the the New York? It's all about the New York mafia. Yeah, like where the FBI okay, comes I've been, in. And I've been yeah. looking at that one. Yeah, that one's good. That one was pretty good. And we had seen a few others as well. Um, but then yeah, when I saw that the the Many Saints of Newark, basically the prequel movie to The Sopranos, was yeah. coming out, I was like, okay, well we should watch it because we both like the documentaries. I've seen some of it. I haven't seen all of it because i used to watch it with my dad my dad's a huge like gangster movie kind of uh fan so i want to watch it all the way through before at least part part of the way through before we see many saints of newark um so i will likely be doing my visions watch throughs um later at night after taylor goes to bed probably so I'll, i'll catch a few episodes at night get in a little game time before i go to sleep um, and that's, that's going to be my schedule. For yeah. It. I'm a, I have a feeling I'll end up binging it just because I, I've, I've gotten into a, a binge fest these, these past couple weeks. I've for the first time in years, it feels like I've been able to put my fucking devices down and actually focus on one thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's something you struggle with these days, but I am, I am horrendous at always feeling like I need to multitask with my devices, even during downtime. Now it's like, yeah, if I'm on my phone, I got to be watching the TV. If I'm on the TV, I got to have an iPad too. It's just like, so it's been nice to just kind of sit in front of the boob tube and actually start going through my fucking lists that I've curated (laughs) on all these platforms over the years and never actually watch, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll be like, Oh, that looks good. I'll put on my list. That looks good. I'll put on my list. And then I'm done. I'm like, all right, what should I watch? It's like asshole. You, you just put else. a bunch of stuff in a Everything. list. So why not go to your list, dummy? Yeah. And, and that's what I've finally been doing. I like last week, I watched that Challenger documentary on Netflix. That was mm. fantastic. Uh, what was the other one? I I mean, I, I've been just going through a lot of the Netflix documentaries, a lot of the sports ones, like the speaking of mafia shit, there's a, a great Unfold. mafia one with that um, uh, UHL hockey team. That, yeah, that was a good that. watch. That was so <laughs> it's been nice. So I, 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 people, if you're if you're like me. And you feel that your life is not complete unless you're watching a show and doing something on a mobile device. I can tell you it's it's nice to kind of go back to prior to 2007 or 8 and actually just focus on yeah. a TV program. It's like, wow. I mean, TV isn't as shitty as I thought if you actually pay attention to yeah. the content you're watching. Dude, the, it, that <laughs> happened for me, like being able to kind of stop the multitasking after I stopped playing Swago. Because that's what would take up all of my device time. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, you're going to bust me on that. Um, I, I, I still, around like quarter to 11 every day at night, I have to fire up and, and get my squad squad moves in. Um, but here, here's the other change. The kid's in kindergarten now, and mm-hmm. it kicks her ass. So she is at finally ready, just like at, at 8.30, she's looking at us like, put me to fucking bed. Yeah, it's you time, know? It's so, time to go. 
<laughs> my night, you know, during lockdown, the, the year and a half I was with her, I mean, she would just hang with us. Why the fuck not? She had nothing to do. So she'd be up till 9, 30, 10. Yeah. And at that point, the night's almost over. And then, yeah, I get into dick off time with phones and TVs. But now, I, I mean, the women and children, they're, they're usually in bed by quarter to nine, nine o'clock. You know, the old lady doesn't want to spend any more time with me than she has to. So she either keeps working because she's a corporate drone or goes to bed herself. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm finding myself, Nick, with almost a two hour window now to fill it with not being on my phone like an asshole. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice. Been nice. It's nice because I, I usually get a Taylor hits the bed around 11 and I hit the bed around two. So I'll get like three hours of game time in three hours of game time or random right. media yeah. time in you know that's that's my stuff. i still most of my gaming is relegated to saturday through monday and that's just deals set up with the with the wife and kids um typically on the weekend i only get about an hour an hour and a half of gaming which is fine kids still young she's still it, it's getting less and less but she still sometimes wants to hang out with the parents more so mom than dad uh, mm -hmm. but i'm still committed at, at least now until she starts you know sports or going to friends and sleeping over on the weekends by 1 p.m dad's done fucking around in, in the basement on the on the gaming consoles yeah you know come up make lunch and then we'll, we'll figure out something to do and that's either watching dad yell at the ohio state buckeyes for sucking ass every week <laughs> or sunday screaming at the steelers but you know that's the type of fun my kid can expect at the haywood household during the fall um so yeah it's been nice and Take it from me. I know you probably feel like you're missing out if you're not doing everything you usually do. Like it's a ritual almost. I get it's almost OCD based these days, the way we consume media and, and all the different outlets we have. But it has been refreshing to actually watch stuff and soak it in. I, I mean, I'm doing movies during the, the weeknight. Like Malignant was last Monday. This Monday I watched Love and Monsters. It's like, hey, that's a good movie. I wish I watched it earlier than a year and a half after it released, you know? So, uh, but it, it's been nice to kind of go through and, and I almost feel like I'm being productive by, by whacking stuff off of my list in Netflix or Hulu or, you know, all the other nonsense we use. Right? So. I mean, it does give you that little sense of accomplishment when you're like, yeah, hey, even though it's just wasting time and rotten <laughs> brains watching nonsense. But I feel like, yes, I finally watched something <laughs> I added to my list three years ago. Yeah. Katie Sackoff, I will eventually watch your sci-fi series on Netflix. I promise. Oh, wait, I it's coming. Yeah. Right. It, 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 yeah. It's like one of the few Netflix sci-fi shows that got uh, picked up for a second season. So I was like, well, I, I should watch the first season now. Plus, it's Katie. Gotta love her. Uh, anyone else follow her on Instagram and just just She's, get mesmerized by her stories? Like I yeah, they're dumb as great. shit. Like her stories are fucking dumb. But I love them because she starts every story with you guys and then like has him <laughs> has the captions and it reads it to you. I don't know. I just I think she's fun. She is. She is fun. She's a, she's a more genuine personality on social media. Yeah, that, that's, I guess that's, that's what I'm getting at. She, she seems real, isn't afraid to post without makeup on. Not that she needs it. I mean, I think she's, you know, a, a great looking lady regardless, but that's our heiress. And uh, I, I like to see what she's up to every day, even if it's drinking wine at her pool and, and painting fences with her husband. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> um, all right, I think we hit most of the stuff I wanted to cover uh, because we, we did have a guest fall through, uh, which is fine. We, we were hoping to talk with Neil Ellis, who has done 
essentially, like I said to Nick, has worked on pretty much every cool sci-fi film in the past, you know, yeah. 12 plus years. Uh, all the Disney Star Wars stuff he, he's been a part of, the main movies, the solos, the Rogue Ones, uh, Matrix Resurrections. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, money stuff. Um, but hey, things fell through. Maybe we'll get them back. So uh, we did have an open segment to kind of uh, bullshit in. I just want to make sure. I, I know I had one other thing I thought I wanted to mention. We got the visions. Oh, uh, and and don't take this the wrong way, field reporters. And we got a new one, Nova in Discord, aka SW Black Series Clips here in the stream. Uh, he is he has taken up the call too. He is a new field reporter alongside Tones One One Three Eight. So Tones, don't take this uh, the wrong way, because I mean Tones did share two two leads with us, and I I chose not to run with them, but there, there's a reason for it. Yes. I saw it, and I'm sure Nick might have saw it. We saw Ewan McGregor's uh, quote on Kenobi from the Emmys. Yeah. Um, but it, it's literally a know-nothing quote. I mean, he's like, yes, I can't say anything. We did a great job. So <laughs> that's why we didn't we didn't yeah. cover it ourselves. It's like, what, what else is he going to say? You know what? Deborah Cho sucks. Yeah. I fucking hate Kumal. He's not my friend in real life, even if he's my friend in character. And fuck Disney. Fuck Kenobi. I'm out. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's only so much that you can actually say and stuff like that. Yeah, he's not going to be like, yeah, it's probably going to be pretty shitty, but... I hope you right. guys watch it still. So, yeah, that that's why we didn't run with that one. Tones, please keep it coming again. This is not an indictment of what you're doing for us. We do appreciate um, the, the share stuff that, you know, you guys, guys and girls may be interested in. Um, the other thing Tones shared that I, I passed on is this stuff going around from Marsha Lucas. Yeah, his ex-wife. Uh, I saw that. Nick, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it a lot. Of, mm -hmm. Even IGN decided to run with it. And, and, and again, this isn't me like virtue signaling or any of that dumb shit you, you guys throw out there. It's like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, who cares about what Mar Marsha Lucas thinks? I believe she was even salty on the prequels. Uh, her argument was silly. Uh, they never explained how Ray got force powers. Like, okay, well, they didn't for Yoda, Obi-Wan, Mace Windu, Qui-Gon Jinn, yeah, real proof, fucking eat Koth. I mean, what? what yeah. Okay. It's, and really, to me, Nick, and I, I think you agree, let's, let's quit beating this dead horse. It's yeah, fucking dead. It's, the, the sequel trilogy is over. It's been over for two years now this December. It let most of us down. I'm on record saying that now. I mean, think individually, each film has positives to it. TFA is clearly the best one. But overall, the trilogy failed. It, it fucking failed. On an epic level, I'll even go and say, because there was no cohesive vision. But how many times have you guys heard me say that shit? It's just, it's getting old. I've moved yeah. on. It's like the prequels. Oh, well, it didn't work out for me the way I wanted it to. But I'm, it, I'm not going to let it affect my Star Wars fandom moving forward. I still love the yeah. franchise. I'm excited for what Disney's doing. And we got visions coming tomorrow. It's so, Nick, are, like, are you kind of the same way? Yeah. It, it's also what I, what I don't think that the audience understands either for us is like when you talk about stuff like that, it's like draining. You like, it sucks the life out of you. Yeah. Because this is something that we enjoy. Like we enjoy talking to each other about Star Wars. And then when we have to spend 15, 20 minutes talking about somebody who's just talking shit about it or having to have constant discussions about the negativity in the fandom, it actually just makes this just 
feel worse. It's like it's depressing. And I don't want to I don't want to be depressed when I'm talking about Star Wars. I want to talk about stuff that like, that, like thank Soon you. Kang you, you said it better than me. Yeah, you, you yeah. said it better than me. That that that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, listen, we, we've had our day with with the sequels. Uh, I mean, when the when the uh, what the fuck was his name? The, the Trevor stuff leaked. I lamented yeah. like, oh, my God, this this probably would have been better to me. And uh, but it, it, it's over. I mean, it's been two years. We've said our piece. Um, I, I, I know, you know, Nick and I, we, we, we have our own different opinions on each movie in the trilogy. I, I think I like TLJ more than he does. And uh, he likes Tross more than I do. We both think TFA was the clear winner and probably would have should, should have been used as the starting point to build off of throughout. Yeah. But they didn't do it that way for whatever reasons. And, and um, Tone shared a great meme in there and, and they finally in our discord, if you want to join it, hit it in um, Instagram, use our link tree. But people, I think finally in this meme, Nick, I don't know if you saw it, but it was called like the disaster trilogy. <laughs> and it was kind of a play on the disaster artist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it made fun of, of Kathleen and, and Ryan, but they also lumped in JJ, Bob Iger. And, and yes, all these people are to blame. In particular, Bob Iger, Kathleen Kennedy, and the story group. I'm not really going to blame the artists because they're artists. They were asked to do something. They did it. It wasn't the right way to to accomplish a trilogy with three unique voices, but fuck it. It's just like I, I hear myself saying the same shit over and oh, over. So like yeah. Nick said, it's like, who cares? Um, we, we get it. I understand it made the waves yesterday because there are fans that, you know, they kind of get off on this shit. It, harping on it. Like that's their right. They, they enjoy hating on Star Wars more than they Thank enjoy you. enjoying the franchise. <laughs> Right. It's, it's the same complex. false outrage shit that happens on on the far right. It's just like they like wallowing in darkness, hate. It's like they hate themselves or something. And again, Tones, this is nothing against you. We understand you're just field reporting. And, and it definitely was a huge topic amongst Star Wars fans over the past two days. And the reason I knew I wasn't going to cover it, because Stunt Buddy was the first one to send it to me. And he <laughs> has become... One of those fans that just can't get past TLJ and it has affected his enjoyment of Star Wars overall. Like he doesn't get excited for Mandalorian, didn't even know Visions was coming out. That's just not what I want Star Wars to be for me. So there's our Mr. Rogers moment for the day. (laughs) Uh, And and like I said, Tones, we love you, man. It it is nothing against you. I get it. You're just trying to to field report and share stories uh, that were were getting tossed around the Star Wars fan circuit. And that one was a big one. But as all things negative in today's society, it doesn't surprise me that that was uh, making the rounds. All right, the last thing I want to... Uh, oh, just a PSA. Any idiots like me that like uh, mobile Star Wars games, that Lego Star Wars Apple Arcade exclusive is coming out on um, Friday, I believe, the 24th. Um, Apple Arcade only. There you go. Uh, okay. Before we get into our topics, I-, I hate to even bring this up, but I mean, I saw this coming a mile away, but because we love our fans, we, we try to make them happy and, and do stuff that we think will make them happy and that they've asked us to do. So we launched our first ever giveaway last week on Friday. Um, Nick wrote some good, good prose. I, you know, I added a little bit just to try to loop people in and get more just non star Wars time show fans involved. And early on when I made the post, I was like, 
hey, it's getting some decent traction. People are are, are digging the prize package. They liked my, my shitty TikTok I did where the uh, volume levels didn't save, so you can't even hear me talking over the fucking John Williams music. <laughs> uh, but then it just died. I mean, our giveaway, I will officially say, is D-O-A. Um, just a few days after it posted. It, it only managed to get 261 likes. It needs comments with, with people being tagged. It only has 23 total comments. And if we look at our hashtag that we wanted people to use, there's um, two entries and the giveaway post itself. And, and I know, you know, you live streamers, you are the diehards. I'm, I'm not really talking to you all. This is more like, I think we got to remind you all that you're our fans. And that's why you always tell us pretty things about the show. But I understand and Nick understands it. <laughs> We're we're no nothing in the grand scheme of things, and and this giveaway kind of confirms it. So, you know, amplify it. The diehards, the fandos, we need your help. Sadly, we need your help to give away over a hundred dollars of of shit for free. Uh, it just did not move the meter the way I, I thought it would. I don't know if the if the stuff's too old, if it's not expensive enough, if we didn't do enough gimmicks. I, I have no idea, but uh, we we tried to formulate it on how a lot of the other giveaways are done in terms of, hey, leave a comment, tag other people to let them know. And we actually want you to do something. So, you know, have some fun with it. But I don't know. It's still early on. We're, we're, we're giving it to October 12th is when we're going to pick the winner on the show. But I will I will say it right now, and, and Nick is the one that brought it up. It, it, what do you want to set the number at? 10? Yeah. 5, if 10? If we don't get 15 entries, it's, we're, the giveaway is it's, canceled. It's scrapped. Yeah, and it, yeah. this isn't like we're taking our ball and going home. It's just, it's silly. Like, Yeah, it, I mean, you can't the, do a proper giveaway if you don't have enough people entering. Like, right. That's the main this, issue. You know. this, is embar- this is embarrassing to me, all right? And again, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed for the fa- I'm embarrassed for myself and the product we create and the fact that just... It, it went nowhere. So uh, I, I don't like embarrassing myself outside of uh, Tuesday afternoons every week. Uh, so uh, this is probably it in, in terms of trying this stunt again. Uh, but those listening now, if you're on the stream or, or listening on, on the download, the, the giveaway has launched. We need more eyes on it. We actually need people to kind of follow the rules. There isn't many. It's just leave a comment, tag some people. And if you want to get an entry, uh, do something Star Wars related and use the hashtag SWTS giveaway. Uh, not hard. Uh, so there you go. I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. Like I said, this isn't a woe is me type of, hey, I do all this stuff for you guys. Why don't you love me? I know why you don't love me. It's just it's it, it, it's beat. All right. And I knew it would be beat. That's why I like avoiding this type of self-inflicted embarrassment. So uh, don't ask us for giveaways anytime soon. All right, Nick, we got some good stuff to talk about outside of failed giveaways. Um, (laughs) We'll start with our buddy uh, Sung Kang, who either has (laughs) talked with people at Lucasfilm PR and has gotten um, some stories cleared for interviews or... Uh, he just like, I mean, he's almost like Jean Carlo, right? Yeah. And he, he likes skirting the line of his NDA when it comes to talking to the press and revealing stuff about a Star Wars project that you probably think Lucasfilm squirms a bit when they get yeah. the sound bites, right? I, I don't know how things work over in Fast and the Furious land, <laughs> but 
coming out and saying oh, like, hey, I'm shit. a bad guy that uses a lightsaber is probably not something that Lucasfilm wants you to do ahead of the release of one of its biggest live action series of the last couple years. I mean, I know that I wouldn't want somebody to say that. Like, hey, man, people know you're in the show. Just don't just bring it down and not don't tell them who you are. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, Nick's right. It, he essentially the only information he has not given us yet is his character's name. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's he's. I mean, this this is a this is a continuation of other reveals he's made, right, Nick? Because I mean, we, we talked about this maybe a month or two ago, where he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I got this sweet costume, and I was on a set, and there's other people with." sweet costumes and lightsabers and Darth Vader's on the set. And, it's like, <laughs> and, and that's where, you know, the pooflingers, they, they come out and they're like, oh yeah, see, uh, confirmed. My sources told me uh, Sung Kang is playing an Inquisitor. In fact, he's the fifth brother. So uh, rumor mill, that's where we've been at for months now, right? Um, yeah. But now last week, he just comes out and throws even more fuel on the fire that he is a, a lightsaber wielder probably a a dark side one uh when this week he uh, just straight up says and I'll, let me get the the quote here holy shit how many windows do i have open <laughs> i kept pinching myself going how did i end up here and my character has a lightsaber it's like all right well there you go <laughs> so he's a um, bad the ca- guy the cat's with the out of the bag <laughs> yeah and, and yeah it's it's one of those weird things where it's like you've limited your potential character so far to this point that like, who the fuck else could you be? I'm a, I'm a lightsaber wielding character who is often in the company of Darth Vader. Like, uh, I mean, it's not like he's a Jedi who's just hanging out with Darth Vader a lot. Like he is an inquisitor. That is all. As long as they continue to call them inquisitors, which there's no reason they, they wouldn't, then you've almost confirmed his character. Like it's a, it's a little bit different with Moses Ingram's character. I I remember a, a few months ago she put out a video where she's like twirling a yeah. lightsaber. Yeah. Okay. So yes, we see you using a lightsaber on a soundstage, but there's still a lot of ambiguity around that. Thank Could you. she be in uh, an Order sixty six escapee Jedi who's out there? Could she be an Inquisitor? Could she just be a random scrapper that found a lightsaber? I mean, remember the Finn reveal from TFA? Everybody saw him with a lightsaber in the commercials. And they were like, oh, my God, he's the Jedi. And it turned out he wasn't. There's a lot of potential avenues you can go if you just have a 15 second video of you spinning a lightsaber in your hand. But when you come out and say, my character uses a lightsaber and is around bad guys all the time and I see Darth Vader right across from me. There's only yeah. so much that you can be. Right. <laughs> and, and just based on on the leakers and it multiple of the leakers confirmed or they're saying their sources have told them that he is indeed an inquisitor and that inquisitor is the brother the fifth one to be exact you know nick and i kind of we're like hey is it the true fifth or or who it doesn't really matter at this point in time i think it's safe to say if you take all the little bits of evidence from the leakers on top of uh mr kang just blurting shit out (laughs) um dude's an inquisitor and, you know, he's going to be a numbered brother of, of some sort. Uh, but hey, he hasn't been killed yet, right? He hasn't been given the, 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 uh, the concrete shoes from, from Lucasfilm. Yeah, so I guess they're, they're okay with what he said, uh, which is odd because I, I still think this is way more 
relevatory than something Esposito said this week, I believe at the Emmys that got scrubbed and I, I didn't end up posting it, Nick, but I, I also thought it was just kind of like no shit, Sherlock. But I, I'm guessing someone didn't like it because this was it was a variety tweet of an interview with Gene Carlo asking about Mando season three. Are we going to see the moth? And, you know, Gene Carlo at first is like, oh, you know, he's love the man. He, yeah. he's, he's always theatrical. Uh, and then eventually he's like, yeah, man, who am I kidding? Of course, moths in season three and blah, blah, blah. But that tweet gets fucking <laughs> scrubbed. And you got this guy. Uh, we know nothing about Kenobi. Like, we don't even know this guy's character's name, supposedly. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got I got fucking lightsabers. Fuck it. Of course. <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> of like, course. Yeah. yeah, yeah I've acted Car- with Darth Vader, you idiots. <laughs> so. Carlo gives you the most obvious answer to a question. Of course, he's going to be in season three. And this guy's telling you every bit of his character's life story, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, they're like, all right, sounds good to me. Build the hype, um, right? <laughs> I, I guess so. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe that Deborah's a little more loose with, with her project, but I doubt Maybe. it. I mean, I think this is probably Lucasfilm uh, controlled from top to bottom. But like I said, uh, Sun Kang, from what I know, is still alive. He's still breathing. Uh, he has not been taken out by the Lucasfilm mob. So yeah. uh, there you go. I, I mean, I, I wasn't really surprised by Sung's latest reveal because it does line up with all the little breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs that have been laid out for his character in Kenobi. Uh, but at, at this point, Nick, it's it's inevitable. Yeah. The dude's an Inquisitor. He's going to be a bad guy. Uh, and he's going to be on set with Darth Vader at some point in time with a lightsaber. There yeah. you go. 100%. What a fun uh. time. I'm excited for Kenobi, man. I think everybody is, but like, it's just, to me, this could be like the perfect cherry on top to this kind of in between episodes three and four world, you know? Like, we've had a lot of content that's kind of fallen right, into yeah. that. Right, yeah. Because what's in there now? Bad Batch, Rebels, Bad Batch, Solo, Rebels, Rogue, Rogue One. Yeah. And then now you get the Kenobi series and. And look, I, I can't, I don't know what Lucasfilm's future plans are or, or for any particular era of Star Wars, but I really do hope that like that kind of like puts a bow on it. Like if you, if you're not going to commit to doing like a rise of Darth Vader series or, or piece of content that fits in between three and four, then, then just put a bow on it with Kenobi and let's, let's move on. Let's, let's expand the universe and not just kind of fill, you know, fill in little little gaps. No, you're you're right because I think Bad Batch has taken up that mantle exactly. at this point in time. Uh, you know, like Nick's saying, once Kenobi's through, at least from a live action standpoint, a lot of that, even more of the fleshing out of the Skywalker saga, will have taken place at this point in time. Because I mean, Kenobi's still Skywalker saga for oh, Christ's yeah. sakes. Mandalorian's still Skywalker saga. I mean, they 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 tried to tell us it wasn't, but it is. I mean, it even had a goddamn Skywalker show up. So, yeah. Yeah. and I, I am still of the belief that Grogu is just not wiped off the map completely. It, it would seem odd that he just disappears. Who knows? Maybe they do just make a hard 180 and just focus on the, the, the Mandalore saga, which I think is going to be uh, the meat of Mando and Boba going forward. And I say Boba because we got some new information and we it do. is rumor based. 
Uh, but I, Nick, I don't know if you had a chance to look over the titles before now, but I'm I'm inclined to believe this this rumor report is legit, even if it is coming from giant freaking robot mm-hmm. and didn't make Star Wars leaks. So uh, this one comes from New Field Reporter Nova, aka SW Black Series Clips, and he did he did pique my interest with this one, even though it goes against my usual rule of if it's not on Star Wars leaks. It's probably batshit crazy, <laughs> but I don't know. There, there's something about this report from GFR that just seems like it, they're on to something. Yeah. Uh, and again, we're, we're talking about they, they supposedly got all eight of the Book of Boba Fett titles leaked to them. And based on those, we here at the SWTS put down some new, bold plot predictions. All right. So that's what we're going to. Um, get into but kind of what i was saying there if you think about it and and how the mandalore narrative might become the main plot device in even book of boba and mando s3 and beyond so here's what we got nick and i don't know have you had a chance to look at him do you think this is complete horse shit or do you think that they they might actually be reporting something legit i think that they they actually could be on to something here i mean it could be two things. These could be working titles that just kind of, you know, put out there like, hey, this is generally what the what the story is about and we'll flesh out an actual title later. I know that I mean, like even between like in, in The Mandalorian, I think we saw like a conflict of titles in in like written literature and then like what showed up in the actual show or something like that. There, there was like a disconnect at some point. But I think that these, if if not the actual titles, then they are like like two word descriptions of essentially what the episodes will be centered around. Yeah, I mean, if anything, they they follow the format of the Mandalorian. Like yeah. everyone is the something. Okay, and I'll, I'll read them out, and then we'll we'll kind of poke poke around it and and, and uh, get into the uh, episode predictions here because I I do think the titles tell a story mm-hmm. as they have done for the Mandalorian if you are paying attention. All right, so episode one of the Book of Boba Fett, The Champion. Episode two, The Assassin. Episode three, The Syndicate. Episode four, The Battleground. Episode five, The Homeworld, Mandalore. Episode six, The Warlord. Episode seven, The Showdown. And episode eight, The Hunter. The other interesting thing of note, and it just goes back to, you know, Nick and I and our source or just our fucking common sense brains saying that uh, Book of Boba is simply Mando 2.5 because the report also details that episode one of Boba is still going to continue the chapter numbers from the Mandalorian. So it's actually going to be chapter 17 Interesting. and it will run through chapter 24. So even though, you know, Boba has its one, two, one through eight, if if we are going to get the, the chapter designations again, it does sound like they have decided to just continue what has been told, at least the timeline and the stories told in The Mandalorian, right into Book of Boba Fett, cementing it, at, cementing it as Mando 2.5. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it would have been interesting, like, obviously with chapters here and this being named book, you could have had a little bit more fun with that, you know, like actually having like title cards or something like that that are based off of like if he's actually writing in a book or if he's doing something like that you could have had a little bit more fun with it but uh i mean again well, you is- you ran with that years ago right and, and yeah. that's where you were like oh look they're doing it already with book of boba i mean nick made this prediction back i think season one 
we we even revisited recently where he's like listen i mean the mandalorian is fluid mm-hmm. it really could be any uh the, the the titular character could be anyone outside of din like if din you know takes too many blasts to the face as as bunker bullet sponge <laughs> and and has to kind of you know take a break they could keep the show running and it and Nick, they have kind of honored your your prediction. Yeah, I mean, its, if, the, if the chapters degree. do continue sequentially, then it might be a the, the the name of the show might be a little bit different, but it's essentially just continuing the same timeline and, and story from another point of view. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, so, it, it, go ahead. No, I was gonna say yeah. T- title wise. There, there's a, there is, there's basically a mini story here just in the two word titles. All right. So Nick, let me, I I already took a stab in written form just because I didn't want to forget because, you know, I kind of, the force speaks to me when I first see this stuff and I just start typing. Plus I wanted to put my predictions in writing because you know me, if any of them come true, what are we going to do on the subsequent episode of the Star Wars time show? Yeah. You got to do a little... Yeah, we're going to come back and have a little Matt Narcissism party (laughs) for another prediction win that ultimately gets us uh, no additional cred as Star Wars experts. (laughs) Um, So anyways, and and some of this is is based what was on the GFR report, which is also based on past rumors we have discussed. And the one rumor I want everyone to uh, remember is you know months and months and months ago we picked this up from reddit but someone's buddy was essentially an extra for a couple days on an outside shoot and they explained to their friend who was a star wars fan but the person on the set was not they essentially explained that it it seems like boba fett and his little posse is going to tussle with another strong character in their posse but eventually they're going to have to team up to take on a, a bigger threat. And GFR has explained that these tussles may indeed be between actual Mandalorians uh, coming to, you know, fuck with Boba Fett. You, you saw Bo-Katan's reaction to just his voice. Yeah. Uh, so he's clearly not a fan of, of, of true Mandos, right? And Boba yeah. is not a true Mando. He said it himself, everyone shut the fuck up. His dad is great. Boba is not. So let's kind of run with that idea, Nick, that, you know, Boba and whoever's in his posse outside of Fennec, maybe Din is in it, probably Din. Uh, This other posse, this other rival gang, it may not be bounty hunters or, or crime syndicate people after all. It may be Mando's upset with him. So I'm saying for episode one and two, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to get some dedicated time for fleshing out Boba's past, at least from Empire Strikes Back up until we saw him in his nomad clothes. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing then episode two, someone may make an attempt on Boba's life because it's called the assassin, or maybe they give a little love to Fennec Shan, but I'm thinking it's probably the former. Could be both. That that could be, you know, could be both. It could be that they're in one of their initial meetings before they actually you know, attach themselves to each other was Fennec was hired to kill him. And there you go. So based on episode one and two, the champion and the assassin, are you in agreement with me or do you think the the champion could, could imply something else? No, I think that you're, I think that you're on to something. The assassin, I could take it two ways. 
or three ways actually like the one where you that you mentioned where somebody's trying to kill him or it could be like when he essentially becomes an assassin for hire you know like just more more like more flashback stuff yeah like like, episode one and two is is setting up who he was and and potentially why he has these enemies in the present timeline exactly yeah like building his legend to a certain yeah, and again we, we've heard his motive is is revenge and vengeance so mm-hmm. uh it could it could also be you know uh, two sides of the same coin there there could be people from his past who Trying are looking to-, to get revenge on him now that they know he is is back in in play in the galaxy all right so episode three again it's titled the syndicate so my take here is it sounds like fett may get tangled up with a crime syndicate from his past or a new one looking to team up with him or take him out after he wiped out bib fortuna's gang um crimson dawn especially with war of the bounty hunters and we're eventually going to get the crimson rain comics and depending on what happens in there may shed some light on that but the the syndicate what do you you think is it is he trying to form one or is one trying to fuck with him now that he's resurfaced i think it's probably the latter that somebody's coming after him like syndicates are now aware of his presence again and maybe you know maybe before he even tries to get something up they're trying to shut him down because there's no reason that you take over what is what was formerly jabba's palace with no you know right. delusions of, of building right. something out of it and he wasn't just moving in to 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 have a castle and, yeah, and exactly. live peacefully i mean i, I, I he because i just rewatched it a week or two ago he they go to jabba's palace with purpose yes right? yes i mean bef- he doesn't even say a fucking word not Bless, a word yeah and just it just people are getting shot and murdered left and right, and then he just sits down and, and and heaves the dead body off the seat. I mean, it is like he he had he had purpose in that visit to his old boss's castle. So um, he's uh, he he probably is going to be upsetting some other nefarious factions in the galaxy. Right? Yeah, I think that's a safe assumption. Okay, so for episode four, which is titled "The Battleground." All right, so in episode four, it sounds like Boba will be challenged by this other faction we've been hearing about. And if they're Mandalorians, like some have suggested, I could see episode five being a trip to Mandalore for Boba or others to potentially get him and his team on their side against a bigger threat. Because episode five, again, is called The Homeworld. And uh, who was that in the chat brought up a good point? Isn't Camino The Homeworld? Yes, but what do we know now about Camino? It's, it's blowed up. Yeah. <laughs> It's gone. Uh, I, I I don't think Bobo ever would have had any love for it, but the love he has for his father and potentially getting mixed up with real Mandalorians, I could definitely see him uh, even almost being captured and being taken back to Mandalore yeah. or told about Mandalore and tried. It, it, to me, they're, they're going to be making a, a pitch to him, even though they know he's a shithead, but they know he is a skilled shithead, that, that they need him for something. And that plays into my episode six prediction here, the warlord. All right. So that bigger threat that I just referenced could very well be detailed in episode six with the main battle between Boba and friends and the warlord going down in episode seven, AKA the showdown. Yeah. I I mean, I could see this as almost like a, I don't want to say a mirror thread, but very similar to what happened between um, the, Death Watch and then the true Mandalorians where you had yes. this, this battle for supremacy amongst the two factions. And, 
you know. But it's still going on, right? Because they established in, yeah. in Mando season two that Bo Katan's Mandalorians think the 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 Death Watchers are crazy people, and yeah. they need to convince them to quit being crazy. So they can work together and get their fucking planet back. Exactly. So it, it could just be a continuation of that thread. It could be, I mean, that that's honestly, that's the most likely because the, the next episode, I mean, like the warlord is likely going to be the sh- like the, either the introduction to whoever's leading this rogue faction of Mandalorians that either one have control of the home world of Mandalore or two, are is basically stirring up this this civil war between Mandalorians, um, so, and I really do think that like this is going to be a very self-contained story. Like out, like once you get past the syndicate and you get into like the like the the final four episodes, like Homeworld, Warlord, Showdown, Hunter, like all of those are essentially going to take place in a very insulated on Mandalore only kind of situation. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. I mean, you really could spin it a thousand different ways based on these titles. And we don't even know if they're real, but I I do. It does sound like a lot of those rumors, at least parts of them are going to be reality. And the fact that, that Boba is going to kind of have his little thing going on, there's going to be other factions fucking with them. Are they Mandos? Are they not? Are they uh, criminals? Are they bounty hunters? Who knows? If they are Mandos, it, it would make sense that, you know, they may want to enlist him and his skills and, uh, you know, his knowledge of their warrior culture to help them take out something that is fucking with Mandalore. Yeah. And and really just the way that he reacted and the way Bo reacted you probably would need a few episodes to massage that relationship out. And Mm -hmm. it it may never be like a buddy, buddy thing. And always just a, Hey, you know, for this one job, just because, you know, the enemy of my enemy type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's also Um, interesting with this show too, because if we do, if we want to rest with the fact that like, likely we're going to get a little bit of past, a little bit of current timeline, like these episode titles, I mean, again, we're running with the fact that these could be real. Like these episode titles could refer to instances in the past. So like episode six, the warlord, even though Gideon is now in the custody of Bo-Katan, if that episode takes place in the past, that could be about yeah, Gideon. That is and then, true. You, and then the you, showdown. You have a good point there. Yeah. Like the showdown is like the showdown that shows how he got the dark saber. Like, yeah. you know, something, something like that. I mean, there's that is, a lot see, of different. Well, that's why we wanted Nick to play. All right. <laughs> I, I, I played first. I stepped up to the plate early today and I wrote down my predictions just from a, a, a pretty linear type of delivery where, where Nick, you know, he's, he's thinking outside the box and he's not wrong. It, it Boba Fett could very well be a historical piece for for Mandalore's woes and Boba Fett himself. And to address Bat in the live stream, I don't if if Boba dives into any of the Mandalorian stuff, I I don't think it's going to have anything to do with with dark sabers and and Bo-Katan and whatnot. Uh, I I think it's going to be like an like an offshoot uh, kind of story that that may come back into play in in the main Mandalorian run. Uh, I, I will agree with everyone there. I mean, that, that was kind of set up in Mando S two. There there has to be some sort of resolution between Bo Din and the Dark Saber, and and that will be reserved for Mando. 
but I, I, I again, this is Mando 2.5. I think that's pretty, uh, pretty clear and, and should become reality once it hits the airwaves in December. But I do think it is going to progress some of Mandalorian's uh, narratives I- itself and not just be fully Boba, you know, 24-7. Uh, I don't know. Hey, that's what we do. We speculate. It could be completely wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah. Be completely. I mean, we, we're just literally pulling stuff out of the air. So. And it really, I just said one last thing, episode eight, the hunter, if we go again on my uh, traditional timeline, you know, after all this goes down, Boba helps out whoever he becomes buddy, buddy with whoever. Is it bounty hunters? Is it crime syndicates? Is it, is it Mandalorians? Um, but it titled the hunter, you know, is this when he returns to doing what he does best, right? Yeah. He, he re- resumes his mantle as one of the most feared hunters in the galaxy. Uh, hopefully for the, the forces of, of good this time, maybe going against those people that fuck with his buddy Din or Fennec or, or, or whoever. I mean, who knows? Does Boba have any friends for, I, I doubt it based on how he behaves <laughs> in more of the bounty hunters, but <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I do bat. I, and, and this is addressed in the live stream. I, I think book of Boba will 100% at least lay the groundwork for the greater Mandalore Mandalorian versus Mandalorian, uh, conflict that is bound to happen in the Mandalorian season three. Um, yeah. But I, I really like your idea, your idea on some of these episodes, potentially if he does get mixed up with Mandalorians, uh, explaining to him and to us, the audience, w- how Mandalore got so fucked up, why they are scattered, why there's the freaks, why why there's the the Bo Katans, the Night Owls, yeah, uh, how uh, Moff Gideon was involved, how he got the the dark saber, all that shit. Yeah, uh, they they could use this time to to flesh that in. That way, Mando S three just hits the ground running. We don't have to deal with any of the nuance, and we just get right to it. But I do I do like that idea. I like it. Yeah, I like yeah. It. it's some some way that has to be told because people like us, of course, we know like we know because we've seen it happen through the cartoon series. We've seen it happen. I mean, we've even seen like well, continuations we haven't, of the comics and stuff. You're you're right. But we have not seen the, the, the events that, that were brought up in the Mandalorian, yeah. like the, the, the Night of Tears or the Trail. I mean, I know yeah. it was like a play on the Trail of Tears, but. The, the the shit talking that Gideon did in in the season one was it the finale or, or the the penultimate that stuff yeah like, that stuff we you know I was I was a, an ISB agent and I was there for this and I you know, essentially I watched Mandalorians get fucking taken out yeah. and turned into rats that live in sewers uh, we we have not seen that we I mean the, really the last thing I believe we saw with Mandalorian. And Mandalorians would have been Sabine Wren giving Bo-Katan the Darksaber, yeah. her standing on the ramp of her ship and getting the support of all the clans and everything else is wide open to be told yeah. at this point. Everything time. else is just kind of like weird. So th- that story still needs to be told. And th- I don't think that they're going to detour off of the Mandalorian to actually tell it. So it's going to be interesting to see if they try to do it through Book of Boba and like use him as like some sort of conduit to get you to that story. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, the, the good thing is, is like, there's a lot of different avenues that this can go down. It can, it can tell stories in both the present time and the past time if they choose to do that. Um, so it, it, you have a wide open breadth of, of stories to tell. Totally. It just, it, it depends on how much of these leaks you believe or not. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I mean, I, a lot of the Mandalorian stuff j just uh, came to me when I kind of put two and two together with GFR's report and how they, they said that there's 30 extras and Mandalorian gear. And I went back to them like, Oh, well, remember that report on Reddit with extras and it was battles between Boba's gang and this other gang, but it was being reported from a non-Star Wars fan. So, I mean, what, what the fuck? They're probably like, yeah, there's some guys and girls and shit and <laughs> fucking things and, you know, pew pew and I don't fucking know stuff. Star Wars, you know, Star like Wars that. Stuff. So, yeah. Um, uh, in the timeline, Book of Boba outside of the flashbacks is going to be taking place during Mando, which is, uh, I think, six to seven years post Return of the Jedi. Yes. That was just uh, addressing a question in the stream. I do not have random Star Wars timeline Tourette's. <laughs> All right, so here we go. There's our predictions, one and two. Maybe get some of uh, the, the, the backstory, fleshing out Boba's past by three, Fett getting tangled up with some crime syndicates, four, you know, faction wars, five, if it is Mandalorians, maybe he is going to be given a, a history lesson on Mandalore and why even they are willing to reduce themselves to ask him for help, even though they hate him because he's a clone. Um, and then six and seven could be this, uh, big battle between a, the, the, the series is true big bad. And then, uh, finally, maybe he, uh, assumes his mantle again as the most feared hunter in the galaxy and sticks around with his buddy Din to kick some ass and take some names. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that given, like, given <clears throat> this kind of outline, the show is, on par to be really fucking cool for people who are interested in Mandalorian culture and who are interested in seeing how we got to where we are now with the, with the Mandalorian television show, like the actual Mandalorian show and how Boba Fett has kind of progressed throughout his life yeah. and, and become who he, who he is. Now. I mean, dude, if you think about it, they, they tease Din's, childhood all throughout season one and then nothing yeah <laughs> because it became the grogu and din show so i mean who knows where they go with mandalorian i mean how much do you want to spend in the past like we said i think you have to highlight some of the moff gideon shit and why he became such a heel to the mandalorians and bo katan yeah. herself how'd he get the saber how'd she fuck it up what is this thousand tears shit uh why did it force crazy mandos into sewers and the other mandos into their own factions um see so yeah, i mean shit without grogu really the show to me is a fucking blank slate outside of having to honor all the tent poles already set up for it yeah yeah there's there's a lot of there's an open canvas now that kind of grogu's moved yeah, off it, the it really is and those motherfuckers started filming yesterday so, <laughs> so they got it, a lot it, of it's time. on yeah, maybe maybe it means we'll start getting some leaks here or there. Who knows? I believe they would probably be shooting in L.A. like like where Kenobi shot. So maybe our source can get out there and um, snap it up. But here we go. Book of Boba. I know it seems like it's far away, but trust me, it'll be here before you know it. December. Yeah, it's happening. And and I'd imagine if it's if it's eight episodes, they're they're probably gonna drop it 
early December, right? I mean, yeah, they probably. Um, will I'm surprised they it. even want it going through the holidays because to me, that's like I, no one releases shit through the holidays. Yeah, I mean, I guess that they're still confident and they know that Star Wars content does well during the holiday season, as they saw from the movie. Well, so. I mean, <laughs> what do they care? They already yeah. got our money. Okay. It's just that, that's why I think it's fucking ridiculous. That they're they have such a hard on for this, this Wednesday way. debut Wednesday. window. Yeah. I mean, get the fuck. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, the only metric Disney Plus and streamers should worry about is how many fucking subscribers you have. Period. Yeah. Who gives yeah. a shit? I mean, th- th- these aren't Nielsen ratings. You're, you're you're not trying to shop to advertisers about how many viewers are watching something at a certain time. You have no fucking ads. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have right? anybody like, to, there's no piper to pay other than yourself. <laughs> what, what are we, yeah, I mean, what are we trying to accomplish here? I, I just, I think that is, is the dumbest move they've made. I mean, I understand it. I mean, think about it. There's going to be more bodies in a family around the TV on a Wednesday night versus a Friday night. But in the grand scheme of things, what does that metric do for Disney Plus? This was our most watched show ever. So fucking what? Yeah. And really for for. I think what's happening with stuff like that, with like decisions being made like that is like they're still like streaming is a new venture still. If you look at the history of media, like like live video or video streaming is still relatively new. So it's still, people are still adhering to old metrics like live TV metrics where how many people watched it as soon as it dropped was so dumb. super important. <laughs> like that, that was what, what the metric of success is. I mean, yeah. really the metric of success for a streaming show is how many people have completed it. Not how many people I would watched think so. it on a day. Right. It's just, you know, when you look at or, it or the, like, you know, another one, I, I could see if they're like, hey, we aired some on a Wednesday and it added 150 yeah, percent more new subscribers. Exactly. OK, I'm with you, Disney. I'm a data fucking guy. I've been a data guy with everything in my real life and Star Wars with COVID. If What the data says is what I'll listen to, because I fucking believe in math, science and how it can explain anything in this world because it can. All right. But. It, you can't tell me that, uh, oh, hey, uh, a lot of people watch it on Wednesdays, so that means everything should come out on Wednesdays now. Yeah. What about assholes like me that need to get up early and, and, and make videos that no one's going to watch on this stuff? Doing it on a <laughs> Wednesday is a huge ask versus doing it on a Friday. Because in academia, let me, let me tell you a secret, my friends. In academia, Friday is essentially first Saturday. Okay? All right? no one schedules meetings you you typically grade and do like brainless work it's a fun day for (laughs) academics okay we don't have to really think on friday so it was a great day for me to get up way too early to watch a show that isn't real and and create content that no one looks at doing that on wednesday that is going to be depressing as fuck nick it's gonna be like because i'm gonna have i'll be looking at my entire work day ahead of me after putting in four hours of fake work for no real reason <laughs> and then you got the intern in here saying he likes wednesday so that now we know wednesdays See, is definitely the wrong day yeah it's the wrong okay it's the wrong <laughs> come on never been more fuck active. wednesdays man <laughs> i mean think about it are, are you yeah you probably will i, I just it's hard 
And I guess I've done it. I'm a fucking sucker. I'm sitting here bitching about it. And I've been doing it with what if like a little pussy, like a, like a oh, Disney I, drone. I, I'm like, okay, Disney, it's Wednesday. I'll watch it. I don't watch anything on release day. I, I, I don't. Well, at least, at least you <laughs> stick to your, uh, what is it? Your, your morals or your laurels. One of those, <laughs> I, it's one of those L's, I, right? I just, I, I don't know. Like I, well, one, like, if it's appointment TV, then maybe. But like, even for the Mandalorian, I didn't watch it on release day. Like, I watched it but on dude, Tuesday. Just, like you just said, appointment TV. Unless you're one of the few people that still watches network programming, it yeah. doesn't exist. I would say appointment TV it doesn't is not exist. A, it's, it, it's not a thing. And like, I don't. I, I mean, worry about I, with the Disney stuff, bro. If we did appointment TV, I'm getting up at three ass a.m. in the morning. Yeah, that that would like, be appointment TV for Disney Plus. So so fuck them on that metric yeah. too. But no, yeah, I don't even, I don't, but like, I don't have to worry about spoilers either because I rarely even read social media or anything like that. So like, I I just don't like, I I watch it when I want to watch it. Like like, the most recent Ted Lasso. People think I'm kidding. I haven't watched that yet. After the show, you know, when when we go off air, I have Nick's girlfriend put him back in his box. (laughs) He sits in that box until Tuesday afternoon. She lets him out. He does the show. Then he goes back yeah, in the box. That's 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 how how I live. It's, it's easy. Like, that when, way. When, when you people leave him comments on the socials and and there's a reply from Star Wars Time Show, it's not Nick. All right, because he do, doesn't give do a fuck. Do you know what I have to do on social media every day? Like, right, I it's his to, life. Like, so he he tunes out. I can't. I can't. Uh, I have to look at not only metric numbers for sales, but I have to look at metric numbers for engagements across multiple platforms for multiple businesses. Like I just, <laughs> it's, it's too much. Like it's, it's too much. Yeah. Now it's someone like me who's a freak and still has a hoot seat, a hoot suite stream board from his days in, in video game media. I, I uh, yeah, I can't, that, that I can't. Cause I, I mean, I, I play with fire. Because uh, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone like me d- uses an aggregator for the social media to try to find leads, this, that, or the other thing. But if you follow up my Hootsuite, it has multiple columns of streams from feeds that I know I can get good information from. And without a doubt, like if I've missed something pop culture cool, it's going to be in that fucking feed. I mean, I, I've, I've honed these and curated them for 12 years now. I know where the good stuff's going to come, and that's why a lot of people come to me for pop culture shit. But it's also why I feel compelled to consume stuff like Book of Boba immediately, <laughs> or I'm going to get my eyes burned out by someone fucking ruining it on yeah, social that, media. So. That's, yeah. I know, it's a, it's a big wah moment right here. We're, we're whying out. I mean, this is white guy problems 101 right here. Uh, I'm bitching that I have to get early to watch a pay for streaming service. <laughs> like, I mean, I get it. it. It's stupid, but you know me, I'm a fucking whiner, <laughs> right? I want to go back to my Fridays. Fridays is star Wars day. All right. That's it. Not Wednesday. Wednesday is hump day. That's the, the only thing it's good for is to pretend that you're almost back to the weekend. That's it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like you're, you're, that's when your countdown starts. Oh, I know I do. Like once I get through Wednesday, that's where my brain's like, all right, you're about 36 hours from being able to have a beer again. You fucking drunk. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, come, come Friday, 430. I'm going to pop that top on my Elysium, whatever it's called, like space ale. Drink my 8.1% ABV. 
IPA to kind of get the night started. Eat a little pizza for the first time in a few days. Start to feel my gut spill over because I, I have been eating healthy and then I'm introducing all this salt and shit. So literally my fat cells just fill up like a raft. It's beautiful. I, I literally could I, could, I could detail to the hour how my body feels every day of the week based on how religious my routine is for exercise how, and eating how close both eating good food and eating shitty food it, it's like it, it, today for those that care is is one of my heavier p days so monday and tuesday i'm still pissing out all the toxins from the weekend usually have to take a huge dump on tuesday sometimes a double dump to again keep clearing out the poison from the weekend uh, but by Wednesday, I'm pretty much back to normal. By Friday, I'm, I'm at what I call my best self. It's where I actually feel like I could take a shirt off in front of other people and uh, wear uh, tighter underwear. Right? <laughs> Friday is pretty much the only day that I truly like myself from top to bottom. And it's right, and I, it's right I, before <laughs> you destroy yourself. Yes. I, I have like, I get like six hours of like, all right, I kind of like myself. I don't feel like a short, fat piece of shit. And then, yeah, Nick's right by five, 430. That first beer, it's like, well, there we go. It fucking ruins all that progress back into the cycle of death. <laughs> My friends, I diet and exercise to destroy my body. That's it. Like I, there, there's no other way to, it. I, I'm not doing it to, for health. I do it so I can drink beer and eat shitty food Friday, Saturday, or Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. That's it. That's, that's, that's my life because food is my drug. Yes. <laughs> I, I have to get the poison out Raven. That is correct. Klondike studios. Get the poison out. Get the poison. What a fucking creepy guy. Not, not Klondike. <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys hey I'm, I'm open you know I, I just sometimes talk and uh, I'm sorry to explain about my evacuations but you know some days there are they are um they are great and many let's let's just leave it at that <laughs> all right Nick um it's funny that this story popped up and I'll tell you why and I, I, we're, we're about to get into the quantic dream stuff mm -hmm. just last week out of the fucking blue, the intern hits me up. He's like, hey, you ever hear of this Detroit Become Human, the studio? I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm one of few gamers that actually digs Quantic Dreams. I, I, I enjoyed Heavy Rain. I played Beyond Two Souls. I was like, let, let me know how Detroit Become Human is because it, 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 I've had it. I've had it for years. It's just sitting in my pile. I was like, I, I kind of dig their games. And, you know, he came back. He's like, you know what? It's not bad. And he's like... It, you really don't even do anything. I was like, see, now you know why I like Quantic Dream games because they, they, they were one of the first developers to kind of make a game where you are truly just playing the story. There, there, there wasn't much gameplay outside of some stupid-ass QTE events. I remember in Heavy Rain, the dad run around just yelling the kid's name over again. Like, what was it? Yeah. Ethan! Ethan! It's like, it's literally like a <laughs> gameplay segment for five minutes. You just keep yelling Ethan with the X button or some dumb shit. Um, but it's just, it's, it's weird how the universe works sometimes with myself and the intern. So I don't think it was, it was a day or two later. We get the rumor pops up, the, the, the leak pops up that Quantic Dream, makers of Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human, uh, we're, we're granted the ability to work on a Star Wars title 
And as the days went by, Nick, and more sites started to report on it and actually start to add to it, yep. um, we, we've learned that Quantic Dream may have been working on this for at least 18 months at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, this is coming from, this got corroborated from DualShockers, from Kotaku, I don't know how many people follow the gaming scene these days, but you know they're they're up there sites. I mean, they're sites that people they still have somewhat of a following. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I I mean I think this is you know where there's smoke there's fire. It's one of these deals. There's just been too many sites now that've been coming out like, oh yeah, by the way, my sources have been saying this too. And now that someone finally decided to come out in the open and speak about it, we're gonna grow some balls and do it as well. Um, so it, it, it initially it initially just started as this French YouTuber Gatos on the 16th uh, reporting that Quantum Dream has finished her contract with Sony and will be signing with Disney, which started all the um, Star Wars game speculation. Then DualShockers Tom Henderson came out and said, hey, actually, I can kind of corroborate this. Uh, my sources have been telling me that they've actually been working on this for 18 months. And uh, I did not update our report because we aren't journalists, we're assholes. Uh, But Kotaku yesterday added even more to it through their sources and and explained that, yeah, um, by the way, we all know what you all are probably thinking when you hear Quantic Dream and Star Wars. Uh Uh-oh, it's going to be a QTE, you know, Jedi feelings game. You know, because Quantic gets knocked for being... A little too emotional. I think they they've gotten like the S, SJW rap from some of the trolls out there. Uh, let's just say they 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 write in a 21st century type of tone, and for that audience, good or bad, I consider myself enlightened. Um, just like the the sequel stuff, I I would choose to just focus on on positive than than dumb shit. All right, I don't get bogged down in nonsense anymore outside of just feeling like a loser for doing Star Wars stuff that no one listens or watches. Uh, but I think a lot of people are like, uh-oh, we don't want this this studio making a Star Wars game because we know what we do. And 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 I'm glad I brought this up with Nick beforehand because Nick is he's the I don't like quantum quantic dream type of gamer, which is fine because it is they do make games for People like me or people like me that also appreciate games where you're not really playing a game, right? It's it's a very passive style of game. Like I don't I have nothing against their storytelling or anything like that. Like I think that their writing is is totally fine, but like I just don't like the gameplay because it's very <laughs> it's very yeah. passive and it's almost not. It's what I've always explained to you all. Like it's yeah. my favorite way to play games these days. I just sit there and hit a fucking button and things move on. Uh, yeah no stress no stress yeah and and like i i feel like eventually i'll get to that point but right now in my gaming career i still want to basically be an active participant in the game that i'm playing (laughs) and not just like watching a movie and then hitting the x button when it asks me to um I, i and look game development studios it's not like Quantic Dream can only make this style of game. These are well. I, that's what I was gonna say, Nick. I don't you know. know if you saw the the Kotaku report. Sorry to to step on your face, but uh, they've come out and said, like, "Hey, listen, we've been told that this is not gonna be like their usual game. Yeah. It is gonna be a little more gameplay centric, and it possibly is open world." Yeah. So, and if they can marry that with their really incredible storytelling, storytelling ability, yes. then 
bang, we're in a perfect. It, it could be amazing. Yeah, it could be amazing. Exactly. So, uh, but if 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 I have to sit through a Star Wars movie on my console and then like hit A every fifteen minutes, I'm going to be very <laughs> upset. Yeah. Hit hit X, circle Y to pull out your lightsaber, right? Yeah. You're like, cool, cool, cool. and he pulls it out. You're yeah. Like, and he's like, okay, now the fight will happen. But you don't yeah, have to hold do X. Yeah. yeah, hold X. <laughs> hold X, and it's like it goes into some crazy in-depth uh, like uh, fighting maneuvers. You're like, holy shit, that looks rad. I wish I was actually doing yeah, this. Yeah, I wish I was doing it. You're this. like, but I am. I'm holding the button that told him to go. It was like the on on switch. So um I, that that's kind of my take. I, I think this is 100 percent legit. In fact, yeah. uh, there's further evidence here. The official Quantic Dream Twitter. Uh, which has since removed it, but they did like a report from the game post that broke this story yeah. uh, and then took the like away, you know, in social media land, that's <gasps> like taboo. That's yeah. pretty much confirming that you're guilty and you are working on a Star Wars game. So um, I um, I have high hopes for this and it yeah. is based on QD's ability to um, weave a great story that the player actually has an impact on. Exactly. Uh, th that's the other thing with, with Quantic. The, the player choice really does affect uh, how things play out and what you may see in the next scene. And, and that could be great uh, for me with, with a Star Wars game. Yeah, Open absolutely. world also gets me hard. Mm -hmm. And when we talk Star Wars, open world, uh, a story-heavy studio... There's some really good ingredients in here for a fantastic Star Wars gaming experience. Absolutely. Now, we all know throughout the development process, shit could get squirrely, but I am, I'm behind this. I, I'm going with, I think this is real, Nick, and if it is real, I, I believe QD can honor the Star Wars video game license in a great way. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll put it that way. As long as you can marry the amazing storytelling with a, a bit more gameplay centric style, like you know you were mentioning, then I think that that this could be a very good, uh, a very good opportunity for Quantic Dream and for Star Wars, the Star Wars video game license, which has essentially yeah. been just dead outside. Oh, well, hey Nick, I, it, we've got some firm shit on that. By the way, the EA stuff is 2023. It's yeah. 2023 is when the deal ends. And what a lot of the gaming journos have been speculating is that Disney is kind of curtailing that contract by giving out essentially the license to studios like Quantic uh, with the idea that, oh, by the way, psst, your game can't come out until at least after yeah. 2023. Pass yeah. it on. They, they know <laughs> development cycle timelines. So they're yeah. like, if we start giving shit out now... That yes. gives them two years to develop yes. and then, you know, likely will be close or ready for release at you yep. know, a certain point in 2023. So, so um, yeah, I mean, if the writing on the wall, if this QD has been in development for 18 months, I mean, what type of development? Who knows? I mean, it could have been 12 months of just concept work, art. Yeah. Fleshing things out. Um, but just based on how the license is right now, I I would expect if this is real, and I do think it is, just just too much too much around it for it not to be. I would say 2023 is probably a safe bet. Sadly, I mean that, that's a long ways away, but we've seen how fast life moves. I mean, come on, we're, we're 
we will be talking about probably, sadly, two years of, of not living normal life come March 2022. That's just where we're at in this world, in this country in particular, uh, with the virus. So I, I, uh, it, it'll, it'll come sooner than, than 2023 sounds, but that, that's when I'm, I'm thinking the earliest we're going to see anything non-EA or non-house EA produced. And Quantic 100% has nothing to do with EA. So if they are doing Star Wars 2023 is what I would expect, unless Disney and Lucasfilm work some sort of legalese gymnastics with EA and yeah, can get I mean, a deal it, done to where they can start dropping games before it expires. Yeah, it really depends on the language in that contract and the exclusivity deal, like, you know, how that all works. Because I know that they've released some games that, like, weren't ea but they were like mobile only you know like very small scale productions hey nick i wonder i'm you know what what i I guess one way around this is not ea right well hear me out on this one i think one way around this is ea could technically still publish it right yeah, they could publish it, and then you because just have a different developer. I, mean. I, I don't think Quantic is their own publisher. I, I believe their deal with Sony, like Sony's first-party publishing, would, would publish Quantic games, not Quantic yes, themselves. Yes, that is correct. And they had so one I, previous deal through Microsoft for another right. game. Yeah. So I guess there is potential that this could come out before the, the EA license either gets reworked or revoked, hopefully revoked, uh, if it's under the guise of, okay, EA still gets the, 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 the publishing cash uh, and Quantic is the developer. Yeah, yeah, it's so. possible for sure. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic. I need to be with Star Wars games at this point. Like, I have to, to maintain this level of like, we're going to get a good you- game soon. We're going to get a good game soon. <laughs> You, you mean your chub went down after that Star Wars Hunters uh, reveal last week? I'm telling you, like you you th- unchubbed. I did. I I think I upped. I actually I posted it the day after because remember we actually got to react to this one live. It was it yeah. was terrible. I watched it back. I, I, I it was a horrible reaction for me. <laughs> um, but they actually showed off some gameplay at the Apple event last week. Okay. I know we didn't get any gameplay in the trailer, but you did get get some gameplay. I mean, it's it's, like, it, it's Fortnite in a small arena. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> and they also they also unveil unveiled the the like the nine starting heroes. Did the, they the, unveil the, the all the dances E-walk. that they have too? Yeah, who, who the fuck knows? <laughs> but it's like, I mean, I, I, I just know. I I hearken back to the days of LucasArts releasing all of these incredible games and stuff, and it's just it it is painful um to be a a gamer and a star wars fan because essentially i just like every couple of years i just have to reach back into the star wars the old republic mmo well and hopefully there's good stuff to pull out (laughs) and because it it would have been force unleashed 2 was the game that essentially that was like the last one yeah, it it ended the run of getting Star Wars games on a, either a yearly or a bi-yearly basis, right? Yeah, and that was 2010, and then after that, because that was you, it. You really, had, I mean, it was 2010, and then the 20 in 2014, I think, is when the exclusivity deal was signed with EA. Because right, it was yeah, ahead. it would have been around the sale, yeah, and then yeah, it was, we just it got was, into Battlefront this, Battlefront that, Swigo. Hey, Swigo, I'm not gonna talk shit. It's Swigo. It's been fuck. I think 
five years at this point, six years, maybe. Yeah, 2015, I believe. So it's coming up on its six year anniversary. I still dump at least two hours a day into that damn thing. And there are days I'm going like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I doing this at 1045 at night to almost 1230? It's like, what the fuck? But I open it up the next day when I'm sitting on the toilet, making all my moves. I'm like, almost there. Almost got, almost got Boba Fett to Relic <laughs> 8 so I can get my goddamn, you know, uh, executorship and start kicking ass in, in ship arena again. But <laughs> I digress. Yeah, those were the days. Um, so we'll see. Days. But I, I do think Quantic, if this is real, if it goes down, they could be the one to, to really give us a, a great story-driven Star Wars game Hopefully with the addendum of also having gameplay in it. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh. We do want some gameplay. I, I'd be all right if it was light gameplay, you know, maybe like bang, <laughs> bang, tap, bang, bang, tap. Uh, don't give me any of this fallen order nonsense where they're lugging around a, a lightsaber sledgehammer. All right. No. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I agree with that. Different gameplay. Stop style it. For sure. Stop or- it. Any fan of that game should petition respawn right now or whatever the fuck they're called these days. They're not respawn anymore. Or are they respawn? I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. They're, they're respawn still. Yeah. They're still like, guys, the game, it was pretty good. It was neat. It was interesting, but c- can we just get back to like star killer combat? You yeah. know, shit. That's a little more fluid, a little more arcadey and not so, you know, parry strike, parry strike focus, because guess what? That's not how they fucking fought with lightsabers, my friends. Nickelard himself yeah, was, gonna... was on this program. And the shit he said about Kylo Ren applies to Jedi Fallen Order. You don't lug around the lightsaber like it has a ton of weight. You don't. Because it doesn't. It does not. It is a blade of light. But, you know. It's been a while since I've, I've had the Kinnison on the show. I like it. Thank you. Cre- creative license, I guess, right? Everybody has sure. their own interpretation. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. Whatever. Physics okay. don't count in video games, I guess. <laughs> Especially in video games about science fiction shit that's not real anyway. So I'll say it again. I digress. Uh, all right, Nick, before we move on to the next topic, we've got some words from our sponsor. Today, I actually want to make sure I check all the boxes and doing everything properly here. Um, But you guys know what's going down here, and hopefully you're excited. And if you can, make sure to help us out. September's almost through, so get those orders in. uh, Because our sponsor of Manscaped is here to make sure that your pubes and your nether region is as clean and fresh as possible. You know... I mean, do have any of you ever shave your balls and it ends up being a as bloody as a Nate Diaz fight? How about that? Well, that's Nick, very specific. See, yeah, <laughs> Nick has. Well, good news, because today's episode is sponsored by the official electric trimmer of UFC Manscaped, and they just released their fourth generation performance package. Fellas, get your black belt and ball trimming and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com with the code SWTS, which is going to get you 20% off plus free shipping on your entire order. So like Nick just said, if you're not using the proper equipment, you really could turn your ball sack into a Nate Diaz opponent face. All right. If you have watched (laughs) UFC and you've seen a Diaz fight, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's not a good scene. 
You don't want your, your, your testicles to be inflamed, bloody, red, or welted. That's why you should consider using Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0, which just came out this year. It's got a 4,000K LED spotlight, a 7,000 RPM motor. It's waterproof. It's got a, a, a travel lock switch. I mean, it's got all the bells and whistles, but most importantly, Nick, as you can attest to and I can attest to, it is not going to sucker punch your nuts when you are grooming them. All right. No nicks, no cuts, thanks to that ceramic blade. So like we've been saying, make sure to check out the Performance Package 4.0 over on Manscaped.com. Because within it, you're going to get the Lawnmower 4.0. You're going to get that weed whacker that I honestly need to use right after this show. Because when I just looked at my ears closely before we went live, I was like, oh my goodness. Where did all of that hair come from, pal? You best get your weed whacker. But in addition to that, that's not it with the Performance Package 4.0. You get the Lawnmower 4.0, you get the weed whacker, but you also get what has become some of my favorite male grooming activities, and that is the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. I kid you not, my friends. I do my deodorant, I put some lotion on my face, and then I go right for the crop preserver and dab some on my scrotum. My balls have never smelled more enticing than they have thanks to the Performance Package 4.0 and all of its kick-ass contents. So don't forget, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWTS at manscaped.com. It's time to knock out your pubes with Manscaped. Your balls and your sparring partner will thank you. Good stuff. All right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, it, it's coming up towards the end of the month. They review us on uh, how we do each month. So if you have an order to get in, we, we, we'd love that order to be placed with SWTS at checkout at manscaped.com i just talked with nick beforehand i'm, I'm going to be making an order probably after the show if i can remember uh which i won't because for some reason this show is like the twilight zone for me <laughs> everything uh, any happens yeah. within it does not go out <laughs> pretty much it's like uh, whatever happens on the swts stays on the swts we are our own las vegas we just do not have a ronnie mund living in us uh, but yeah, I, I don't remember what, what the fuck I said. I mean, there are times at night, Nick, on a Tuesday where I, I, I get a little bit of that anxiety, heart palpitations. Like, did I say anything that could potentially get me fired from academia today? Which would be a <laughs> lot, but there are times where I, 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 I wonder. It's like, I, I probably it's shouldn't like, have let that loose. It's like, just <laughs> file that one away. Hope nobody in your classes listens to this. <laughs> yeah, but... We, we hope that you, our fans, remember to use that code SWTS at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Thank you. All right. So I'm just going to keep the banner up the whole time. Why not? Yeah, um, all right. So, so back to the SWTS. I, I've got a Darth Vader 16 released last week. So we're going to do a little story time. But quite frankly, my friends, I am getting bored with uh, story time, and that's just because these these crossover issues, which are, you know, our standalone Vader, Star Wars, Afro bounty hunters uh, crossing over with War of the Bounty Hunters, they're just getting ridiculous. 
It's like shit or get off the pot, my friends. We've been stalling and dicking around for far too long. Darth Vader would not take this long to try and kill his own son. Okay? So, uh, really the big thing that happens in, in Vader 16, in my title here, Luke gets an Imperial assist. So, yes. Uh, in between the events of Empire and Return of the Jedi, Luke was assisted by a high-ranking member of the Empire. Um, so there's a little bit of interesting canon, but like I said, the issue as a whole is just kind of like, all right, okay, we're essentially still back where we were at the end of War of the Bounty Hunters 4, at the end of uh, Star Wars 17, at the end of Afra 4. It's like, Ugh! Just move it. It's like, okay, I was so excited when War of the Bounty Hunter started. It was great. I remember the, the, the issue zero was like, oh my God, Boba Fett, black armor. This is kick-ass. I can't wait. And now coming towards the end, it's like Sule and his team definitely drug things out too long, at least in the crossover issues like Darth Vader 16. Uh, because ultimately, all that really happened in this issue... As uh, Vader finally left the Crimson Dawn party because, remember, Luke was taunting him. Hey, Dad, let's play tag in our starfighters. Star It'll be fun. We never got to do it when we were little. So he, he takes the bait. So that's where we kind of find things. Luke's up there dicking around in, in Red 5. Um, but as he's waiting for Daddy Dearest to come try to shoot him down and murder him, the Hut fleet gets involved, right? Because the Hut fleet, they're a bunch of scoundrels, smugglers, scumbags. Mm -hmm. And they see a T-65 and they're like, shit, we need one of those. <laughs> so they shoot like these space harpoons out and start reeling Luke in. But luckily right. for him, Daddy Dearest shows up. And, and, you know, Darth Vader, he is not going to let anyone else murder his son but himself. Yeah, other than himself. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> So Luke's like, oh, cool, someone's helping me. But then he realizes it's Vader. And all Vader did was, was kind of cut the harpoons, the tow cables. And then he opens up fire completely on the X-Wing. And, and Luke's like, don't worry, R2. He doesn't really want me dead until he literally shoots him the fuck out of the sky. Um, so, so dad blows up Luke enough to where he has to crash land back down on the planet the Crimson Dawn was having their party. So here's where things get interesting and we get this new little bit of interesting canon. And let me say interesting one more time just to make the trifecta of interestings. Now we've just hit a quadfecta. So Luke is shot down. Vader is literally screaming down in his tie to take him out. Luke's like, hey, fuck it. I'm a Skywalker. I'm a tough guy. He pulls out his blaster and he starts shooting at his dad. Not a good idea, people. All right? If you have a Darth Vader coming at you in a, what is he, in a TIE Advanced, don't pull out your fucking, your side piece you're, you're, and think that's yeah. going to do anything. Nope. Okay? So, Luke, as portrayed in the movies, maybe not the sharpest tool in the shed all the time, right? Yeah. You know, he, he's definitely a hero. He's a go-getter. Uh, but you remember when he's looking at his dad's lightsaber and staring right down the fucking... Uh, the 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 hot end yeah i mean he's, he's, he definitely wasn't playing with a fucking full picnic but here here's what happens so just as it looked like luke is going to get wasted by daddy dearest in a in a dog fight that luke isn't in a starship in so wasn't going to go too well out of nowhere the droid crush pirates yes these fucking oh, jokers God. 
who, <laughs> as Nick, you know, Nick is letting us know he's heard about these Jokers before. I mean, they this is their third or fourth appearance in the Darth Vader run in 2021. So clearly, yeah. these people love the Droid Crush Pirates. They show up, but Nick, they're not going against Luke. They land on Vader's tie and start uh. trying to shoot him down. <laughs> so what we learn is that as um, we, we kind of go back to the Crimson Dawn party, Sly Moore, who was supposed to be in leagues with Ochi and Vader, she's the one who has unleashed the droid crush pirates to help save Luke Skywalker. Good God. So Ochi finds that out and he starts fighting Sly Moore. They, they kind of have a fight. Boku, you know, he he's doing his shady shit. We learned he's like, hey, fuck you guys. I'm I'm just gonna take Solo back because you don't screw the huts. So all of the behind the scenes work Vader and Ochi did, in my mind, is paying off because Sly Moore's going off the rails, Boku's going off the rails. They're all kind of doing their own things, but it is kind of playing into Vader's clutches. So just because the droid crusher out there, they're they're fucking with Vader. Hell, some of them are on the ground helping Luke repair his X-Wing. And Luke's looks Luke's like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, hey, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> we were hired to help you. That's it. We're doing our job. I mean, they were very uh, like Boba Fett like. Like, hey, listen, hey, we, we go either way. We're mercs. Whoever pays us, we do what they tell us. No sides here. So they help him. They even stand on his X-Wing to give him extra firepower, which was kind of a cool panel. I mean, you know, Luke's got his X-Wing. The S-Foils are out. He's shooting at Vader. You got all these dumbass droid crush pirates standing on the wings. They're also shooting at Vader. Um, but just as it appears that Vader and Luke are going to go at it again in their ships again, and Vader might blow them up again, uh, they get the whole reveal, which we've known as readers, that Boku has also betrayed Vader and he has sent his fleet. They have Solo Shuttle cornered and now it looks like Vader may have to peel off or Luke may have to peel off to truly help Han, who at this point has the Rebels after him in the Falcon, which is disabled, has the Slave One after him, which is surrounded by hut ships and is eventually going to have you know vader and luke coming so that that's where we leave off like i said i try to make it sound more fun and exciting than it is i i i feel like i've wasted nick's time going through it and my time but there's your recap of the war of the bounty hunters uh, but i do think these are going to start becoming uh, few and far between on the show at least once we get through War of the Bounty Hunters. And unless something very interesting happens canon-wise, or if it's a miniseries, I think I'm going to retire this type of segment. Um, making the videos isn't fun anymore. They get no views. And I don't even really like relating it because I do feel like I'm boring my co-hosts and most of the listeners. So there we go. That's your um, <laughs> story time with Matt. Potentially go, the last. Go read your own comics, you know? <laughs> You can read the comics. Yeah. Matt doesn't have to read comics to you. You're big, well, big uh, people. You're up. right. And it didn't <laughs> like the, my idea in covering comics wasn't to just recap them. It was to find interesting new bits of canon because as lame as it sounds, I love lore. I love canon. It just helps to expand upon, you know, the bigger picture. Yeah. 
but but they have let's be real Tail. there really hasn't yeah. been great canon moments a lot of times i am just kind of recapping the whole thing to you and it, it just seems like a like a snore segment so uh, I, I'll at least get us through War of the Bounty Hunter 5, but outside of that, unless something interesting pops up canon-wise, these are probably going away from the show unless we absolutely have nothing to talk about. And even then, I'd probably rather tackle a special topic that either our fans give us or we cook up. Speaking of which, Nick, I, we must have done this months ago with Spencer, or no, in the Discord, um, like fan suggestions or show topics. I went back and looked through it. There's actually some good shit in there that probably would make for some entertainment segments instead of trying to uh, relay this type of not entertaining shit. So maybe we'll, we'll, we'll look into that <laughs> we'll in the future, in, but dip um, let's move on. I mean, really th this next one here, the art of the, the art of star Wars, the Mandalorian season two is slated for a 12, 14 release. This is more of a, a PSA for those that like to collect the art book, but there is, I, I think there's an interesting aspect to this story, Nick, and that's the fact that I still don't believe, and please live streamers correct, us, correct me if I'm wrong, I still don't believe the art book from the first season of The Mandalorian ever released. It was teased, it was pre-ordered, and then they, they like just kind of killed it. It, it seemed, I, if I remember correctly, I think it kind of coincided with some of the weird stuff going on with Carano in the Mandalorian. Yeah, I think it has fish officially released because I'm did? looking at it. Okay. You can get it on Amazon. It's actually on sale right now. So you can get it for 28 bucks. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. then it did come out after all. So yeah, this is so it, it officially, but it was delayed at the very least because I remember us having the big conversation about like, oh, did, are they going back? Is it Gina related? Blah, blah, blah. At the time they were saying it was COVID related. And it looks like at least on Amazon, it, it lists a publishing date or a release date of December 1st, 2020. So it's been out less than a year, um, which when you think about it would go along with a delay for season one, because that actually yeah. released uh, around the same time that season two came out. Um, All right. So well. yeah, you, can, you can get it now. Well, I might, I might do that because I've, I think I have all the art books and the cross section guides for a lot of the, the, the Disney stuff that, that came out. I, I do like that shit. I mean, like I said, sequel trilogy overall. But if you dig into each film, especially through the art books, looking at some concept arts, you know, you can, you can come across some interesting stuff that, you know, may make you even angrier. Like, well, why the fuck didn't they use it? <laughs> so, I know that's how I felt after seeing some of the, the, the Trevor screens and at least like, Hey, you know what? I mean, whatever beef he had, I, at least his vision was lining up with what Ryan was feeding him versus what, what trust gave us. But anyways, there you go. All right, it is time for the star Wars time show fan segment. Just like we do every week to close out the show. We've got, Two segments within a segment. We always start with the fan question of the week. So let me go ahead and get the um, Slack screen up there. Uh, but while I'm doing that, if you want to get involved, make sure you're following, uh, following us on Instagram. Every Tuesday for the question of the week, typically in the morning, I don't know, by 8, 8.30 Eastern time in the morning, I will post the question of the week to our stories and to our page. Uh, we ask our fans or anyone that comes across the post to either reply to the story or leave a comment on the post. 
and uh, we will choose five of them. Although now that I'm looking at it, it looks like I am stupid once again and picked <laughs> six. <laughs> I, I think it's what it is, Nick. You do I like think, five po like five comments, and then the story. Stuff that's separate. the deal. It's like I, I'll grab a story one early and forget, and then end up grabbing. <laughs> five comments but anyway if you want to get involved or potentially have your comment read on the show and discussed dissected and maybe made fun of uh, again at star wars time show tuesday mornings be on the lookout for question of the week so this week's question of the week actually performed well i i was like i don't know where this may go you know, visions are, are people even aware of it? Are they? Do they care? Or do they, they want to light it on fire? But we actually got a ridiculous amount of responses. So thank you. Uh, and the question was, will you be watching Star Wars Visions this week and why? So I'll grab the first one here because I remember who it is. It's um, our buddy Ripic Tan. Yeah. And Ripic goes with fuck yes. The series looks fantastic, and there's always time for Star Wars time. There you go. Hooah! Perfect. Way. There you go. This, this person knows what they're doing. They figured out their life, <laughs> and they're living the right way. They are. So thank you, Ripic. All right. Next up, we have a duo. Oh, look at this. A duo from Work More or Less and Jedi Knight Inside. So Work More or Less says, yes, I need any Star Wars right now in this barren land of little Star Wars. I mean, we all do. We all agree. And then Jedi Knight Inside rings in and says, yes, we need more. And they found the way. So it seems like both of them are pretty excited for the visions. Uh, yeah, and this this was the tone I was getting on a lot of the feedback. Is like, yeah. hey, it, it's, it's Star Wars, let's go. And that, that's kind of how I am. Like I said, I mean, if, if they could put a stormtrooper helmet on a turd and little toothpicks in the body and, and play some <laughs> Star Wars music, and I'd probably at least check it out. You know what yeah. I mean? Just give it a give it a peek. And uh, <laughs> Bran Black Eyes says. I've been a huge fan of anime most of my life, Star Wars as well. So to combine the two, it's new, it's different, and refreshing for me. I look forward to this. Well said. Uh, yeah, well said. Well said. I think that that pairs a lot of what we were saying earlier, too. Max Maldini says, I really appreciate the opportunity to watch new Star Wars content, this time with a different flavor, and what a great way to experience it with the view from these Japanese anime studios. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a new lens. It's a new one. And I, do you find it kind of depressing that he says, I really appreciate the opportunity to watch new Star Wars content? Man, is it getting to the point to where we need to appreciate new Star Wars content? It's just not given to us like it should be. A Star Wars... I yeah, I mean, I, I guess we do kind of bow down at the altar of the maker and, and his new license holders, so... I know, right? Because it, it used to be... Like, oh, we, we know we're getting stuff. We know that every year we're going to get something new. And now it's like, are we? Are, is, is it? I mean, wow. We still, we still got I tell you what. Yeah. I mean, this year was a little light, right? Because it's only going to be Bad Batch and, and, and Book is like big series and then this Visions. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, 2022 could be ridiculous for Star Wars fans. If everything hits the way it should based on production schedules, I mean... Andor, Kenobi, Mando S3, Bad Batch S2, for sure, I would think. Yeah, um, I hope so, at least. I mean, I hope they don't yeah. try to 
you know, just do two a year at this point. I hope they get the they, fuck out. They, I mean, with with what they've done with Marvel just this year alone, come on. I, I mean, mean they, Marvel, they've done Loki, yeah. uh, WandaVision, Winter Soldier, What If, Hawkeye will be the last one. I mean, uh, come on, they're, they're going to do it. They're not going to tease yeah. us that way. I mean, I, I'm not into the Marvel fandom. Like, I have no idea what like general sentiment is, but it, I don't know if they have like a fandom menace section like we have that are like, you know, destroying the creator's confidences anymore. No, so. I, I don't. I, I really think Star Wars is somewhat unique in the fact that its fans essentially like to hate they enjoy to hate it more than they enjoy to like it right yeah they they hate themselves and they hate it but it makes them feel good to hate it yeah so it's like all right it's a a weird uh paradox Uh, you live in as a star wars fucking bunch of spoiled assholes (laughs) is really what we are (laughs) we're like uh, uh a star wars toy story says yes not a big fan not a big anime fan, but I've become a bit of a completionist in wanting to consume everything since the start of Disney era. I like uh, this. Don't want any Star Wars FOMO. I mean, that's always a good thing. You, I, yeah. you never want Star Wars FOMO. So. Th- this person shares in my own mental sicknesses with Star Wars. I love it. <laughs> yeah, completionist, got to know about everything, consumer. I, 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 I get you. I feel you. A Star Wars toy story. There you go. Uh, and Star Wars Room says, I love, ja- uh, I love Japan culture and their special way of life based on respect and honor. And in all of their anime and animated series, you can sense it. Of course, visions won't be an exception. Yeah, that, that's, um, a, that's, a, that's a good point to make. I mean, yeah, I've always appreciated Asian cultures, uh, in particular Japanese culture, especially the the the, the samurai eras, and mm-hmm. their just focus on honor, loyalty, and family. Yeah, and a, a lot of that's carried through into their society today. I mean, uh, I may be speaking out of turn here, but isn't is Japan? They're just as crazy as we are when it comes to work, right? Uh, yeah. Like they're, they're nuts. Like you got to work 80 hours a week. You know, if, if you're not working at least 60 hours a week, you're a loser. Like it's one of those things you got to have like 10 jobs and mm-hmm. it is very, very strict, and but they, they, they still honor a lot of that, um, uh, historical culture, you know, the way they, the way they eat, taking their shoes off, kneeling down at the table, all that fun stuff. So yeah, yeah. I, I do expect this to be, um, to honor the, 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 the Japanese culture through a star Wars lens. So well yeah. said. I agree. Update here from our, our buddy, the wrench, Devin Doty. Visions is currently at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. There you go. I mean, good stuff. Again, we, we know the critical buzz is there. We just, and I don't expect there to be any sort of fan backlash to this. Like, if there's one. Well, I mean, you know, the the typical trolls, I'm sure the the fucking zeros of the world and all those assholes, they'll probably get out and pound on it or they'll do some clickbait title and they actually did like it. uh, Who did it last? Star Wars Theory did this last week. And it's like, I've seen he's gotten into more and more of this type of, I call it mucking around in the the Star Wars troll weeds because hey, people know it fucking generates clicks and views. Like I think he just Uh, needs to. He he knows he's got to do it. I mean that that's our main reason why we don't have a following because we don't typically dabble in the fuck off weeds. But I mean, his title is essentially like, "This girl is she going to ruin the Kotor remake?" Essentially, if you look it up, the girl is one of the writers. But if you go and watch his video. 
his point isn't he thinks she's going to ruin it. He just put it out in the title. So troll so troll would boys click. would click on it. Yeah, uh, because apparently any, like Nick, you, you probably haven't heard about this. I didn't really even know about it. I just I'm subscribed to the guy and I got the notification. I saw the title. I was like, what the f-? he's doing this shit now. So I clicked on it. But essentially, it's the same crap you get from the Star Wars trolls where they're like, oh, look, this female writer is going to get all SJW on visions. She loved TLJ. There's no I'm sorry, uh, KOTOR. Look, she she loved TLJ and said positive things about it. That kind of ruin. She'll ruin KOTOR. She'll make Revan a girl. You know, that that type of bullshit. And, and, And that's what he was covering. But he covered it in like he's like, hey, I, I think she's going to be fine. It's the fact that he took the clickbait shitbag troll fuck route. I was like, man, really? Like that's that's where we're, that that is the Star Wars fandom these days from a creator standpoint and the fan standpoint. That's what people click on. That's what they're going to put out. It was just it was odd. Um, and I know the, the theory channel has been getting more and more into that. Over the past few months, it's just like, come on, man, you're better than that. You you have like three million subs. They're gonna click on your shit anyways, right? Yeah. Like, do you need and to get, take that fucking clickbaity seller dweller knuckle dragger approach to your title? It's it's sad, honestly, man. I mean, we've been doing this. I know that we kind of like laid out our our episode count at the beginning, but I mean, we've been doing this together for six years. I mean, almost six and a half years. And it's sad that that's what the state has come to now. You know, it used to, I I remember when everybody was fresh faced, happy to have star Wars back and, and everything was like, you looked out on it with, with, with excitement and with, with, longing for star wars content again and now we've come to we're we're in the muck again like you said you know we're we're back to the era of the the post prequel times where the yeah. only things that people click on are things that are disparaging or derogatory or you know uh, or, dude i mean all it is it's just it, it's a it's a it's an extension of society and social media i mean that 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 this is why this happens because of social media and every tom dick and harry larry and mary now has a platform and they feel that they need to get their fucking views out there whether they're right wrong or indifferent um it's just it's just it's odd i mean you know mike zero threw out a zinger last week like john favreau did it he's doing this and that to kathy again it's like who are the fucking morons that keep clicking on this guy's shit when he hit? He hasn't hit a single reveal yet. All it is is like, what's the angriest shit I could put out there that's going to make other trolls angry? Let's go. Yeah. Um. Oh, well. Oh, well, we're, we're not going to fuck around with that. I, I just I don't know. It, it's it's lame. It's stupid. And it just plays into the downfall of human society. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to keep a blind eye and pretend that society will not end within the next 10 to 15 years. And we'll just keep talking about our, our nice little Star Wars stuff while shitting on other Star Wars channels on our show, <laughs> the SWTS. All right, buddy, let, let's kind of bring this thing home with this week's version of the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Real quickly, if you want to get involved, this is a weekly segment on the show. Uh, you need to follow us at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram, tag at Star Wars Time Show in all of your Star Wars 
Wars content, art you make, toy photography, you name it. We want to see it and also make sure to use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. That way every day I can get up and burn the first hour of my life going through the tags and hashtags, looking at all the awesome content you Star Wars nuts create and then featuring some of them. That way, when Nick is ready to come out of his box, he picks the <laughs> five best in his mind for a week and posts them on our site, StarWarsTime.net, to be discussed on the following day's live stream, which you can find at YouTube.com slash Show. So, Nick, before we get into it, yep, and I know everyone is, has their own opinion and art is, what is it? It's subjective, right? Art is subjective. I have to say, I am quite surprised, nay, I am shocked <laughs> that you didn't select one of Super's latest two pieces. I, 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 I was so close, but I was like, we just featured him <laughs> recently. Not only did we just feature him, but he was also just a guest on the show, too. <laughs> so I was like, but so no, like, the, the McCoy. Too, too much Devin Doty on the show is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> the Macquarie, the Macquarie Vader, like my God, I man. was like, I was like, dude, it, it it was so good. And then also the the Tuscan Raider too. I oh mean, my like, God. there were yeah. there were I a mean, lot. There were. A I just of- and again, not not to step on Nick's picks. They they truly are his, and they're all great picks. Not to not not to uh, shame any of the other artists that he chose this week. Um, but if we still did Matt's top one, Super Scoundrel, you would have been my top two, pal. Yeah, the um, it, it, I think the Vader and the and the Raider are two of oh, y- your best pieces ever. They're they're um, for for me. Yeah, for me that Vader is your that that's like your that's your masterpiece. That's like a crowning achievement type of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's I think that uh, like this is again like the, everything that you have. Obviously, Devin, I would put on my wall. And I have one that I put on my body. Oh, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to kiss his dick. But He's good. Is, that's fantastic. He's good. I, I just, yeah. I, I, you know, this is just me kind of being an ass, but, um, <laughs> I, I just, that, I was like, holy shit, look, this guy just went like next level on these pieces. I mean, they, um, they are, fantastic. they're beautiful. They are. Well, if I, I've talked about them so much. I just, let me show them real quick for Christ's sake. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is the, the begin. Yeah. this is the Matt top one. He's going to give you the Matt top there we two. Go. Even it's, it's a bonus here. I know, you know, Devin, he feels bad for himself a lot. So um, look at this Vader. Just look at it. It's up there now on the screen. Absolutely stunning. Uh, he even did a little, I, I love this, this bonus he threw at us, the, uh, D, the uh, DV, VHS box edition, right? Beautiful with the gold coloring. And then like Nick said, we got the Tuscan follow-up. It's just like, whoo. If I could, if I could lick this art right now, I'd lick it. Like yeah, I, I almost I mean, want to lick is, my screen. It is some beautiful stuff. So there you go, really super is. scoundrel. Um, really sorry, Nick, and sorry to the the actual yeah. top five. I just had to point that out because I, I feel like, you know, he went he went over nine thousand last yeah. week. I mean, it was yeah. it was it was next level stuff. But I was like, you know what. Devin has had his time in the sun. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Nick's like, fuck you. You've been on the, you are, you're a guest. We feature you at least 10 times. Get to the back of the line. Uh, it, and I was like, you know what? It's time for a few other people to get in there. And, 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 <laughs> um, and this, this week they are, they were, there were yeah, a ton it's a of good mix this here. week. Good, good mix this week. So go yeah. ahead, Nick, take us through, give us the tour. Who made the top five? The top 
five for this week kicks off with at Star Wars underscore Rick with an awesome scene recreation <laughs> of of Han Solo, just the the no look shot down the hallway, him taking out the the stormtrooper in the background while while looking directly at Princess Leia. I mean, I think that there's a lot of layers to this shot, not only actual layers in the photograph, but then also just the emotional layers that are happening yep. here and, and everything that between these two characters, I thought I, yeah, it was dude, spot on. I thought it was to really me, th- this shot, it's all about the, the, the moment this scene is, is relaying because I, I can, I can hear the conversation between these two lovebirds right now. And as Nick said, we're looking at a shot of Leia and Han Han's doing a no look, taking out a trooper. But to me, he's, a, he's essentially bitching at her as she's bitching at him. You know, like, come on, fly boy, that type of shit. You scruffy yeah. looking nerf herder. And Han's like, all right, princess, I'm doing something here. One of those deals. And he's no looking a stormtrooper. So it was, it, it's the, um, it, it's really the, 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 the emotion of the shot, the, the, the scene and the moment between Leia and Han that it is, it is telling just, it was perfect. Yeah, it's. Fantastic stuff. So at Star Wars underscore Rick with the absolutely fantastic shot here. <laughs> with like, the two I don't know why. Things. I just I just I laugh when I look at it, especially Han, because you, you just a, know Han is saying something smart ass mm-hmm. or, or, or just being a shit to her right now as he's doing a no it's, look looking like that, a pimp. It's that face. It's that fucking <laughs> even though it's a stern look, you know, it's it's uh, the it's, Han. Yeah, yeah there's that. That cocky, that cockiness, the brashness, it's all coming through. Yeah, fantastic. Up stuff. next. Up next, we have our good friend at Z-I-K-Y, Zicky200. He's been in the top five before. And look, there, there was another shot like this. There was another, like, it wasn't Din, but it was, uh, it was Boba. And it was both like a flame, like a flame oh, yeah. Mandalorian yeah, I, shot from and it was, from South P twenty four is the Boba one where he's melting these stormtroopers well, face one was off, from right? Danny Danny old. Oh so yeah, 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 yeah. See, I remember that one too. Yeah, it, I'm it, a crackhead. There was a lot of them, so there were there were a few of these, and I was like, man, which one do I pick? And I ended up <laughs> going with Zicky, and Zicky's shot is just so crisp. It has all of the elements that we like to see in a shot. Fantastic atmospheric effects. I mean, you get the snowfall. You get the fire coming up from the bottom. He's kind of like... And then this this storm, this crisp-ass stormtrooper that's just on the ground, reaching up towards him as he, like, kicks him away. Getting steamrolled. It's just so great. The rifle is, is in position. I mean, this is just such a fantastic shot at Zicky 200. Yeah, I mean, there are, you know, there are power bottoms out there. This is a power shot, and that's yeah. what Zeke does. I mean, all all their shots just have a sense of raw physical power to them. Yeah. And it is because, he, like Nick said, it, it, the, 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 the posing obviously is a big aspect, uh, but, but Zeke's usually got some of the particles in there, some dust, looks like some after effects are applied in there too, some post uh, but but a power shot. I mean, the Zeke 200 power shot should just be power shot 200. I yeah, mean, that, I mean, that's the it's, new handle. It's some beautiful stuff. So make sure to go give him a follow him slasher. I don't know uh, if it's a man or a woman, but uh, go give Zeke 200 a follow on the IG. Awesome stuff all over the feed. Um, next up, we have at I love Dad this. Fett. This is this so one, good. This is this is yeah. This is next level stuff. So I mean, it, it would. This is what's happening with Grogu's training right now. So what we see is, is 
Uh, this is actually like Dagobah training uh, Luke that's sitting yeah, down. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. The figure works for, for what, what Dad what Fett's going for here. 100% yes. figure so, works. So we see Luke sitting but down. But kudos to you, Nick. Look, look at it. Look, see? I Young Nick things. again. He he even knows where the fucking what what figures they are now. We have poisoned this young kid's <laughs> mind with plastic me. crack. Ruined Very good me. though. I'm I'm surprised you called that out. Like perfectly called it out. Oh Go yeah. Ahead. So we see Jacob Trainer Luke <laughs> sitting on the ground with a an iPhone plugged into the charging port on R two D two, who's leaning over. With little oh, Grogu on the I lap, and yeah, reaching and, for it, oh, yeah, it's so good. and they're they're watching a video on the iPhone. Um, I mean, it's just a fantastic setup. This is like the break in their training, you know. Like Grogu <laughs> is out there training. He's like, "All right, we can take a break. We can watch some YouTube kids." Yes. So you calm down a little bit. It's so uh, good. It's so good, it, it, people. If you're not on the live stream, please go to StarWarsTime.net and check out the top five for this week while we're discussing this because. Um, this shot to me is, is great on, on two levels. The idea that Nick just described is, is the first level. It, it's a fantastic idea. Nick, I mean, uh, Luke and Grogu taking a break from training, using an iPhone, like, you know, like you would with a kid, if you're a parent, the, the next level, Nick is the lighting and the fact yes. that dad Fett, you know, specifically, uh, gave us the light splash from the device that yep. only hits Luke's face, Grogu's face, and a little reflection on R2. To me, that's what takes this idea from being amazing to next level. Yeah. Because it, it just completely sells the scene. It feels like this little plastic Luke is actually holding a device and watching it with Grogu. So just brilliant stuff. Probably one of my favorite dad fetch shots of all time. Yeah, no, it is top, top notch. So make sure to follow at DadFet on Instagram. Uh, the feed is actually filled with, with gems like this, and, and he's a master of lighting, posing, uh, just like cool scene stuff. Like there's one I shot. Mean, just, just the fact that R2 is also watching the screen, like just yeah. that little He's nuance. leaning over like, too. Just he's like, oh. Brilliant, just yeah. brilliant setup. Fantastic stuff. All right, at DadFet. Next up is uh, one of our favorites a a show fill-in co-host one of the original is. goats at sir dork 730 i love the crossover now i know that matt is not a big pokemon fan it came in a little bit you were you were too old for the pokemon craze when it hit initially but that like pokemon uh, was right in my wheelhouse so what we see well, here hey, uh, before you get into it i will say i respect it as a franchise because i just saw like franchise numbers uh, Apparently, Pokemon makes every other pop culture franchise in history look silly in terms of dollars earned. Oh, dude, it's insane! Um, it's, a, I, it's I, like yeah, Pokemon <laughs> was like it, it's some crazy, crazy amounts of billions, and I was like, oh, you know, Star Wars got to be close. It wasn't even close. I think Star no. Wars is at like twenty billion lifetime. I mean, Pokemon started in what mid nineties, and, it, and yeah. it's, it has eclipsed every other pop culture franchise by a mile. Oh, dude, it's insane! Like. It's the merchandising, dude. It's it's people go wild for their merchandising. And then well, every yeah, time I mean, there's a game, there's games all the time. There's games, there's remakes of games, there's remasters of games. There's all kind like I, I had no clue. I, I figured it was like any other card thing. It just died out in the in the no, late nineties, early two thousands. But just this summer, and I think they've rescinded it, but Target had to actually like take away their Pokemon card display because people were getting into fucking brawls. 
it's coming back trying, to like trying to pe- buy like full boxes and shit like at my target over the summer and i only saw this because of the signage you were only allowed to buy two packs <laughs> like that was it they were like fuck you crazy people you yeah. get two packs that's it dude there are people who are like people in my neighborhood who like we have like a neighborhood facebook group there are people out there who are like hey you know, does anybody have like old Pokemon cards I can buy off of you? Because that those things are selling crazily high. You know what it is, now. man. I think it's it's the generation. They're in their what mid to late twenties now, and they're a lot of them are huge on YouTube. I know that like the the Paul brothers, they they do crazy Pokemon. I just bought a million dollar box. I'm gonna open type of of stunts. I don't know if that's driving it. I know within Maybe. the community, Nose Rain, who you know we haven't seen in a while. I don't know, he hasn't been doing Star Wars work, uh, but I know he he does a lot of Pokemon stuff on on his channel and, and opening packs oh, and whatnot. Dude. But anyways, like I, hey. I I have like a ton of old cards still in a binder here, and I'm like every now and then I'm like, should I just you look should to look, see man. if I sell You might them have or... some cash, dude. You might I, have I some might, cash. I might because I have some. I don't. I have to go back and look now, but I I, I may have some decent ones, but. This one here, so it's a shot of of Mando, full Beskar Mando, and we have in the in the little Grogu uh, pod is Pikachu, and in the <laughs> background you can see Snorlax in the back. You can see Togepi oh shit, in the he back. even knows all the names. Look I at know him. all the names. I'm. Is I'm, there a Jigglypuff? Isn't that a Jigglypuff back not there? The one pink of the, one, but there is a Bulbasaur back there, and the one that's <laughs> <laughs> there's two Bulbasaur yeah. back there, but. I mean, the shot itself, I mean, it is the intimidating Mando that you know from the show. And then just the cutest little Pikachu popping up out of the out of the Grogu. Well, well, how about how about Mando having a little Pokeball on he his does. belt? He, on his I on his belt. A, yeah, a trainer. The, the is that with a trainer ball or whatever the fuck they're called? I'm trying to learn the terminology. My my biggest foray into Pokemon was literally that live action movie that came out two or three years ago, Detective Pikachu. Oh, Detective Pikachu. And it was yeah. so funny, too. I mean, Ryan Reynolds. It's a good was movie. Great. It yeah. was not a bad movie. Not a bad movie. It was movie. good stuff. I mean, I even played the new Pokemon MOBA a little bit that's out on Nintendo Switch now. And I'm, I'm are a you, big You're fan not a Pokemon Go nut, then, are you? You didn't I played did you get it swept for, up in that? I played it for a while and I played it with a bunch of my friends at Facebook. And what we would do was like in our office, we were close enough to a, like, there's like a stop where you can like spin stuff on the screen and you oh, get so like you had a bunch prizes. of assholes sitting outside your office all day long. No, we would like, like, we could literally sit at our desks and like every five oh, minutes, just the farm thing shit. Would refresh. Just yeah, it would it farm. Out, yeah. yeah, we just farm it. <laughs> So we would do that. But yeah, I got into it for a bit, but I haven't touched it. it is, it's it's crazy. Like I, I've just been exposed to like how far people go. Thanks to a. Uh, I don't want to go too deep into it, but let's just say I'm from Pittsburgh, but I live in Columbus, Ohio. So on Sundays, I'm treated to shitbag football nonstop. Right. Because Bengals yeah. and Browns in the state. So I want to watch the Steelers. I I hate them more than I love them. That's how I root for my teams. I hate their guts more than their biggest enemy. But anyways, <laughs> I still want to watch the games. So um, let's just say I did some research into some location spoofers. And I found one that was specifically designed for people to cheat Pokemon Go to essentially put in like, oh, yeah, I've, I've walked this far or oh, I'm God. walking this far. Ooh, I'm at this gym or I'm at, like Nick said, this grinding location where you could literally take your device's location <laughs> and teleport it to anywhere in the world. 
and your your, your phone literally believes it's there That's and then so you can you know kind of you can game any location based game ar app or i'll just say streaming service how about that there you go wow yeah i um let's just say i go to pittsburgh on sundays <laughs> there you go good stuff all right so that's at sir dork 730 we know him we love him and he's a huge this is actually an old one this this team. came from the archive i think he put this out in may but clearly a great shot so yeah. glad i i hung on to it for you fantastic stuff um, and the final member of the top five this week, he's in the chat okay. right now. This is, at- I didn't know, I, I didn't know which one you were going to go with because he did a, a pretty cool crossover one yesterday too. But this is, I love this shot. Yeah. This is at kill cutter photo. And he has a fantastic shot of the Lord of hunger himself. At, doing uh, doing what he does Nihilus. best. Yeah. He's fucking eating. Sucking the life force. <laughs> and you know what this reminds me of Matt? And you'll probably remember this too. Um, it reminds me of that, like every so often event in, in Swago where you like, you're fighting the night sisters. Oh yeah. And you have to beat the shit out of their table. Yeah. Yeah. You have to beat the shit out of the table. So I saw this, I was like, man, this really reminds me of it. Not only in terms of like the coloring and stuff like that, that kill cutter uses, but I mean, honestly, I I know these guys aren't canon, but I, you have to assume that Floning team did, or, you know, maybe, maybe kill cutter used the influence, but all the shit with bringing back Maul and, and Savage used like this green dark yes. side magic. M A G I. Yes, thank you from yeah. from the Night Sisters. So, and, and I could see, and like I said, we don't know. I mean, he isn't. He's technically not canon, but I could definitely see, you know, um, Nihilus here influencing Night Sister clans or vice versa because it. it, it technically isn't full-on just dark side it's a little of the the mystic the the mystical side of it as well yeah yeah i mean i just think that it's fantastic the way that he has the energy running up the hand the the arms reaching out of the the cauldron like i mean just fantastic job and everything sucking souls for sure i mean you you get that completely thanks to the um the effects added uh you got i like the arms coming out it's like it's like nihilus is is essentially cooking a a soul soup right yeah that's a he good, just yeah. he, he he got some uh, some peons threw him in a cauldron and now he is just sapping them of their life force 100 percent, 100 percent. so fantastic job there at kill cutter photo. the other one just real quick nick i just i the thought it was sentinel a fun one? crossover yeah, yeah. The, the sentinel <laughs> with so with star wars has chosen one instead of neo so it was kind of yeah. a play on that but Fantastic. I I really just I I I um I liked how Kill Cutter Photo shot the Sentinel like that's a legit toy, and uh, I I just thought it looked really good. He yeah, uh, dude, and he made it feel like that multi prong like right beast animal type thing. So yeah, no, it was so yeah, there you go. Good stuff. That's the end of the top five. Woo-hoo! Thank you to all of the people who used the hashtag Star Wars Time Show and tagged us in your photos. Keep doing that for your chance to get into the top five. And that's the end of the show. So, Matt, take us take us home. Take us to the dance to end the show. You got it. It's time to shimmy and shake your asses on over to StarWarsTime.net, the home base, echo base, if you will. Just a little bit warmer and a little um, less friendlier. 
But um, yeah, StarWarsTime.net, this is where you can find all of our jump-off links. If you are new here, hopefully you are. We love new blood, fresh blood. Hopefully I didn't yell too much today and scare you away. Uh, In case I did not scare you away, over on StarWarsTime.net, you can subscribe to all the various podcast platforms we are on. We're on all the big ones, all the ones that matter. There's really no excuse at this point in time, unless you're more of the live streamer consumer. And if that is the case, I'm still going to direct you to StarWarsTime.net because we have our YouTube link there as well. If you really want to take all the thought out of the process in subbing to Star Wars Time Show on YouTube, please use the sidebar link on StarWarsTime.net. Click that little subscribe button and it will subscribe the moment you click as long as you are signed into Google. And uh, we'd, we'd love for you to do so. Or you can just find us youtube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. We do the live stream every Tuesday. It's posted to watch later that night or the next day. Recorded version comes out on Wednesdays, typically sometime after noon. If you're lucky, you may even catch some random content on the YouTube channel. So like I said, get subbed up. Turn on those notifications, and if you are watching now, don't forget to like, thumbs up, comment, share the stream, do what you got to do, let people know that you know, that we know, that there's always time for Star Wars time, right? Just listen to our friend Rippick Tan. There's always time, as we just showcased for you on this lovely Tuesday eve of visions release on disney plus so don't forget about that my friends keep your eyes out for our reaction to visions like i said good chance it's going to make starwarstime.net maybe even the youtube channel but it will definitely be here next week when we do the live stream of the star wars time show ep 181 because there's always time and for those of you that are in the know you know that if you listen to this show The Force will be with you. Always.